Veronica. this is the show before the show is we get set to get everything up. Joe, uh, once since we're doing something really, really early today, just let me know once the attorney general jumps in. Okay. He's backstage, but he's not in his chair yet. So. Okay, cool. That means he's getting set up. You know what yeah. they're doing right now? When Warning him. These people are crazy. Yes. <laughs> Why do we say that? Don't. He's been on with us before. I know, and he's fantastic. I love you know, him. rumor has it, uh, we are his favorite show, too, just so y'all know. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I didn't make that up, either. Sure. Of course. Um, <laughs> no, what, no, what you do. <laughs> they just love us. Oh, dear God. That guy was so patient with you. <laughs> he was. That he was really awesome. Was. That was awesome. I can't wait to have him on again. The, uh, and no, Mary, I was kidding. We are definitely not crazy. The uh, No, they're they're doing his hair and makeup. When you're a politician, you got you get your hair and makeup done. He's pretty without it. Yeah. Well, he is. He is. But, you know, that's like what you, happens. Vic. Yeah. Um, so we appreciate it. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Lori. Um, Heather, of course, trying to see everybody else who jumped in this morning. Nancy, good morning. Um, Trisha, good morning as well. Um, we'll get things started here in a little bit. Once again, Kathy and Steve Helbig Strick, Greenlight Dispensary. We've also got um, a massively popular Tucker Carlson video, the return of Tucker, Tucker TV. Tucker TV on the way on Twitter. We'll let you hear his uh, couple-minute uh, response to what's going on in his life, what happens with media, and then where he's going to be. I, I think it's only been seen, I don't know, 12 million times in, in like 12 hours. I, I think know. Fox National is about to go down. Oh, really? I think so, too. Okay. Well, we'll get into that as well. They're not going – well, anyway, Tucker TV is the man. All right. So with that – Let's go ahead and jump right into the show right now. Um, it's time for Cancel This. Hey guys, welcome into Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle, Eric Johnson, en route. Uh, Lizzie Sparks running the chat board, the live chat, as always, on three different platforms as we have. And Projo taking care of everything on the engineering side to make sure that we look and sound as good as we can. Always honored to talk with Andrew Bailey. He's joined us before. He was a terrific guest. He was very popular. Uh, Mr. Attorney General, good morning. How are you today on this uh, Wednesday? Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me back. I really appreciate it. Oh, no, we, we appreciate you. We know you're slammed. Um, thank you for taking this time. With that being said, obviously, uh, you've made national news. You said what you were going to do. Um, you did it regarding the circuit attorney in St. Louis or the previous one who is um, stepping down, at least why she says June 1st, Kim Gardner. Um, I, I don't think that you're the type of person that says you're taking victory laps because there's such a serious problem in the city of St. Louis. Um but this is a situation right now where you said a problem was there. It was obvious. You addressed the problem. You did what you needed to do. You presented a case. It was overwhelming. She quits the job, and now you're left with the hole. But you're still trying to have her removed before June 1st. Is that correct? Yeah, first and foremost, I mean, it, this is great positive news for the city of St. Louis, for the entire region, and for the state of Missouri. This woman has been an absolute disaster. She has completely undermined the criminal justice system, which was her stated object objective. I mean, look, this is a Soros-backed prosecutor where 
out-of-state money came in and bought this office with the stated objective of undermining the criminal justice system and that, just deconstructing the criminal justice system. And that's exactly what she did. There's an eight-month backlog of warrant referrals from the police department that she's sitting on. She's dismissed somewhere between ten and 12,000 cases that she just failed to prosecute. She's failed to inform and confer with victims. And then in the last two weeks, she's missed a murder trial and a first-degree assault trial. Didn't show up, didn't send anybody. We knew that 96% of crimes reported in the city of St. Louis, she didn't charge them, didn't result mm. in criminal charges, 96%. If that's not an unlawful refusal to do your job, I don't know what is. So back in February, after less than 60 days in office, I filed suit to hold her accountable, and I'm, I'm not done until she's gone. What about, what about, are you going to be done before she's arrested? Should she, should she be prosecuted? Seriously, should she be prosecuted? Arrested. Uh, arrested. Think about what's going forward. How is this going to affect cases th that have already been ruled in the St. Louis area? How does this affect all of the people sitting in the St. Louis justice system and they have not been given their constitutional right to a speedy trial? I mean, is someone going to go back and look at all of the cases that her office has proceeded over? Yeah, well, two two points there. Number one, I think there's kind of whoever the governor appoints. So the governor has the authority to appoint, and he's already committed to doing so. And I know his office is already working on that. Look, the governor's an old sheriff, right? I mean, he's worked mm -hmm. with county prosecutors. He knows what good law enforcement looks like. And certainly we've been working on this crime issue in St. Louis for several years now. So he, he understands the depth of the problem. He understands the kind of person it's going to take to go in there and fix that. It's going to take somebody with fortitude, acumen, and leadership skills to, to, to restaff the office and inspire people to get to work, roll up their sleeves and get to work and do the hard work, not just talk, but actual results. And I think there's kind of three target areas. There's a close-in target, there's an intermediate target, and there's a longer-range target. The close-in target is the trial docket. What what cases are scheduled for trial in the next 30, 60, 90 days? And we got to work those cases up, make sure discovery's gone out, make sure the defendant's rights are protected, make sure the victims know what's going on, get everybody into court and try the tough cases. That's step number one. That's the close target. The intermediate target is the eight-month backlog of warrant referrals from the police department. So oh how, many, how many cases are sitting there that we need to go through? Longer term, we absolutely need to go through all the cases that were dismissed or never filed in the past three to five years and what's still within the statute of limitations and look at filing those cases as well. Gosh. We're talking with the Missouri Attorney General, Andrew Bailey, who was successful in removing Kim Gardner because she quit. She quit the job uh, instead of facing uh, the overwhelming amount of evidence that was piling up. Uh, the state of Missouri didn't even get to an audit, which is a whole nother situation that adds into this, how funds were being used. And, but we've got a problem, Andrew. Look at the violence in the St. Louis City area last week. And I thought last week, Tabitha and I both said this, things might get worse in the city before they get better. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, this is a dangerous uh, transition point in time. We've got to get a handle on this now to the criminals in, in the city of St. Louis. I, I would have this message. Your reign of terror has come to an end. Wow. Justice will prevail. The rule of law will prevail. And we're going to find justice for victims. And there's a lot of attorneys around the city of St. Louis and around this region, a lot of regional prosecutors. And certainly there are state resources ready to deploy in that fight. We just need a person in office at the circuit attorney's office who knows how to use those resources and won't decline them. Look, Kim Gardner was offered help several times from the state. Yep. 
from the Missouri Office of Prosecution Services, from Governor Parson and my predecessor, Eric Schmidt. She didn't want any of those resources because she wanted to dismantle the criminal justice system. And she was very effective in doing that. And it's bad enough that she wouldn't do her job. But now we find out it's because she was doing something else. She was attending nursing classes. And <laughs> to go back to your other point, I mean, yeah, there's a real problem here. I mean, on taxpayer time, the taxpayers are paying her to prosecute criminals. By statute, she's required to do that. She didn't do that. And now we find out it's because she was doing something else. We've subpoenaed records from St. Louis University Nursing School. Oh. We need this case to keep going so we can get those records and other evidence from her office so we can understand exactly where her priorities were and what she was doing and what systems need to be put in place to prevent this from ever happening again because the status quo in the city of St. Louis won't cut it anymore. What can you tell us about her potential replacement? Obviously, we know it's not going to be a Republican. It's not going to be a, a conservative because that's not going to go over well in the city. So what, what are you thinking of in regards to that? Well, we just need somebody that's going to uphold the rule of law and want to find justice for victims and has the the work ethic to get the job done. Again, this is it's it's being running a prosecutor's office is hard enough. I come from a county prosecutor's office. I understand some of those challenges. Those challenges in this context are even even greater. And so there's an enormous backlog of work to be done. There's a we have to look back in time at the cases that were dismissed. I mean, there's a it's 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 more than just the day to day grind, the blocking and tackling of of managing dockets, going to bond hearings and arguing against bond on, on violent offenders and then managing your trial docket and charging new cases. You've also got to go back and do the retrospective work. And that's where th this is a, a greater challenge that, than most uh, challenges the prosecutors face. But look, there's somebody out there that the governor is going to select. that's going to be up to this challenge. And again, there are ample resources available. People want this to be successful because they understand that crime is a regional problem. Crime doesn't care that there's 114 counties in the state of Missouri plus the city of St. Louis. Crime doesn't care that there's 46 judicial circuits crime you know the, there are opportunists that are using the city of st louis as a base of operations for criminal enterprise and we've got to clamp down on that and start holding them accountable and i'm certain whoever the governor appoints will be dedicated to that proposition yeah jd from our chat line says i would not want this guy andrew bailey coming after me <laughs> you're you're just doing the job that you took an oath to do you don't feel as if you're doing anything special wow wow look at me you saw a problem. You're trying to take care of it. With that being said, are you hearing from other attorney generals, maybe in other states, that might have some, maybe not exactly the same, Andrew, but situations in maybe blue cities with blue leadership with tons of crime that seems to be rising going, wait a second, maybe a precedent has been set here by the attorney general in the state of Missouri. Yeah, that's right. If you have the fortitude and the courage to lead on these issues, you can get things done. Look, I'm not a politician. I'm new at this, guys. I'm an old prosecutor. Are you even five minutes? Are you even five months on the job, Andrew? <laughs> no, no, about 115 days, 120 days, something oh like God. that. But look, I. That, that's why, you know, pe people can get up and talk about problems all they want. I want solutions and I want tangible forward progress. I'm all about progress and accountability. You didn't, I, people, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Sorry. I was just no, going to say, you, you've you know, done a fantastic I, yeah. job. Hey, listen, we, we've seen this problem in St. Louis for too long. I mean, it took six years for the circuit. First of all, she should have never been in office in the first place. She spent six years running it into the ground. 500 businesses left St. Louis. That's lost opportunities Holy for that moly. community. Yeah, and it's actually a little bit more than 500. Fi more than 500 businesses <laughs> left St. Louis. That's lost economic prosperity, lost opportunities. And it, it hurts the people in the city of St. Louis and the rest of the region. This is a regional issue. So we can't let one woman hold the entire state hostage. It's a it's a stain on, on the integrity of our criminal justice system so we, we've got to prevent this from ever happening in the future it's not enough to get rid of her we've got to keep her gone we've got to lay out a blueprint from this ever happening in the future and my promise to you is this 
I, I, I'm new at the politics thing, so I'm going to get things done and we can talk about it later. But, I, you know, it, blustering about the problem without real solutions, without tangible tangible forward progress is a losing proposition. And then I, I, that's not what I'm about. Yeah, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey talking with us. What about from a standpoint of the help that the city may need? You just said Kim Gardner, and I knew about it too in covering these stories, was offered help by Governor Mike Parson, who, by the way, needs to get a lot of credit for appointing Eric Schmidt to the job that he did. And look at the success that Eric did. Then he appointed you. And now we see the success that's pounding out of that. So it's always easy to go after a, quote, politician. But Mike Parson deserves a lot of credit for all of this. With that being said, people have reached out. They tried to give a helping hand to Kim. You said she turned it down. Now with somebody new coming in, is the city going to need that helping hand, maybe from the state or from a regional help perspective? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, again, the, the, the problem with the story, it took six years for her to drive this thing into the ground. It's going to take so, uh, some time to dig out because it's not just stepping in and doing the forward work. It's doing the, the backward look at, at the warrant referrals that are still sitting there with nothing's been done on them and reevaluating the cases that have been dismissed or declined. So there's and, and reviewing the cases that are currently set on the docket. I mean, she had a huge problem with just basic things like turning over discovery or, you know, informing victims and making sure witnesses were subpoenaed for trial. So there's a cleanup effort that's going to have to go on on top of just the daily work and so that is going to take an all hands on deck approach but i'm confident again look the governor he's been doing this for a while he understands the problem he's been working at this for a while we've he's chipped away at it now we're at this point where we can actually make some real tangible forward progress and get this thing under control and i believe safer streets equal prosperous communities no one should have to live in fear of criminal attack i mean if we're it's absurd that this woman was ever able to go this long but it is also important that we look at how we got here and prevent it from ever happening in the future and we're we're going to keep pushing at that. And I tell you what, I was about to come in here and sing ding dong, the witch is dead. And like, I was going to light, I was going to light pyros and it was going to be like a rock. So and what then, are you doing instead then? And then I started thinking, this is not a celebration. No. This is sad as yes hell. Yes and no. This is sad as hell that the city of St. Louis is part of this weird ideological movement across the country. And, and the main, main question I've had for like the last two years do you think it's time that we make a law, our laws, that have benchmarks and a matrix of success for elected leaders, no matter if you're a dog catcher, you're a sheriff, whatever it is, so that you fire yourself if you don't live up to the job that you are elected to do? Do you understand what I'm saying? Isn't it time that the lawmakers say, look, congratulations, you were elected by the people, but if you decide you want to go become a nurse, we have the opportunity to fire you. Well, that's exactly what the Quo Warranto proceeding is all about. I mean, that's why we have that statute on the books. It's just not often used. I mean, it's rare that we see this kind of uh, the, the depth of the issue where it's gotten this bad. But certainly, you know, I was like I said, I was in office less than, than 60 days and was was ready to pull the trigger because we hit that critical point. We knew we had sufficient evidence and our case got stronger over time. And we're going to keep pushing that case because we want that all that evidence out there. And I would also point out that, that this case has been an important benchmark. Look, this is the most important piece of litigation in the state of Missouri in the last couple of decades, at least. I mean, we, we got rid of a uh, Soros-backed a circuit attorney who refused to enforce the law and think about what happened last week that she had filed a motion to dismiss saying hey look i haven't done anything willful or criminal here the the, the the state the attorney general has not alleged sufficient facts that would warrant even if all of what he said was true it's not enough to, to under the statute to get rid of me and the judge said no that's not true 
that the facts alleged in that petition are absolutely enough to get rid of you. And so if, if the if the AG has the evidence to, to prove those facts, he wins. Yeah. No that is the benchmark. It. I mean, yeah. we now know that is the benchmark. And so if, if elected officials aren't doing their job to, at the same level that she's not doing her job, we now have legal precedent or at least uh, something to point to to say, hey, look, this is we've done this before. We can do it again. We now know this works because the judge signed off on it. Yeah. So that, that case is going to continue to move forward. We're going to collect evidence. We're going to lay out a blueprint of how to prevent this from happening in the future. And we'll have that that to rely on in the future as well. Now, do you have anything to say about cartel involvement here in the state of Missouri, because as we have read in the news over the past couple of days, um, our DEA right here in the state of Missouri has done a fantastic job at stopping some of these cartel members right here in the area. Yeah, at this point, you know, the cartel is exercising more leadership on the, the, the southern border than President Biden is. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely- <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, That's it's so true. true. Yes. It's true. I mean, the, the forces of evil are running the border. Yeah. And it's because Biden refuses to do his job. And the same, he and the circuit attorney have a lot in common in that regard. I mean, they refuse to enforce the laws on the books. And in fact, they pervert the laws for political objective rather than just doing their jobs. And that's what's happening here. We had to sue President Biden. I mean, we have 26 lawsuits right now at the attorney general's office against Biden because of his failures and refusals to do his job and his overreach. I mean, the gov- he is everywhere where he's unwanted and nowhere where he is <laughs> yeah. needed. Oh do, do you, by chance, do you know the nuances of the illegal immigration system at the border? Are they being sent to counties in in uh, Missouri? Do we have are we have a, a grasp of what's happening? There's six million new immigrants coming across the border this year apparently 30 million possible illegal immigrants in the country already do we have a nest do we have any idea of what's coming to missouri right now if anything well, we know it's a tidal wave. I mean, I think it's hard to quantify because we can look at the numbers that the federal government allows in and says, okay, well, you're not supposed to be here, but we're going to let you in anyway, and here's a court date. Please show up. And guess what happens? Those people don't show of up. Of course. So then they're never put into removal proceedings, or if they are, those removal proceedings take way too long. And by that point, the people have already done whatever damage they're going to do, the fentanyl, the human trafficking, yes. all the other criminal offenses. So th- this is an enormous problem. It's hard to quantify, again, because yep. Biden just refuses to get down there and start tracking it and fixing the problem and collecting appropriate data on it. But that's why we had to file suit. What we know is that President Biden was trying to use the parole process to allow in large groups of people instead of making individualized case-by-case determinations, which would have slowed the process and properly contextualized you know, what, what the parole process is all about. And so we had to say no, and we filed suit and are continuing to fight him back in court over that issue, over his unlawful refusal to enforce border law and his perversion of the border law to achieve the political objective of letting anybody in who wants to come in. And so it's, it's an invasion. I mean, we see mass caravans, mass migrant caravans from South America traveling through Mexico, ready for Title 42 to be lifted so they can swarm this country. And every state is a border state at this point. It's making Missouri communities less safe. Two things I would point out as well. Not only will we continue to fight our lawsuit against Biden to enforce the border law the correct way, but also it's a felony in the state of Missouri to knowingly uh, transport an unlawful alien. And so we're we're also fighting back against human trafficking. And we're within a few weeks of rolling out a new effort on human trafficking in the state because we know it's time because the floodgates are about to open yeah because we hear tabitha said the other or someone in this room said there's a cartel and they literally well, they, no they literally just made that's what i was asking about it's called operation last mile where's it right at? here in the state of missouri the dea has made over a thousand arrests i believe and have confiscated uh, millions or maybe even billions of dollars worth of fentanyl and methamphetamine and it was a phenomenal year-long operation right here in the state of missouri so, so we know they're here 
here. So that would be the nuanced thing. It was like they they know of a house in a certain county. Many houses. You know what I mean? Many it's houses. like so many do, areas of Missouri. So we have that level of of knowledge based on in 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 our law enforcement right now in the state of Missouri. Do you think of where these people are and how to handle them? Well, I mean, let's let's be honest about it. I mean, law enforcement does everything they can, but it, there's too many leaks in the dam to prevent the, the tidal that's wave right. that's coming. I mean, law enforcement can only investigate crimes they know are going on. How many crimes go undetected? Yeah. And every illegal alien that comes to this country with, with human trafficking, you know, that's promoting human trafficking or is part of human trafficking, every all the fentanyl that, that sneaks across the border, I mean, we the, 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 the filter, the net catches what it can, but it can't catch it all. Yeah. And so the best thing we can do is enforce the border law. That's I mean, right. you can't, I can't go to Canada without passing through a checkpoint and them allowing me in for a certain amount of time and then me leaving it in a, in a certain amount of time. There's checks at, at the, the Canadian border. Why is that so hard to do at the southern border? It's I mean, not. We, they they yeah, willfully, Trump did it, right? they willfully yeah. choose. Yeah, Trump cut down border crossing, illegal border crossings by 92%. We know mm-hmm. it can be done. We know it can be done. With, with the tools that are available. I mean, it's not Absolutely. like President Trump did anything new or novel. He tried to get legislation through. He tried to do as much as he could. The Congress fought him on it, but he used the tools that are available those same tools are available to biden he's just right. refusing to use them when you come to you, you do a job andrew bailey is the attorney general of missouri um can you talk about the people and the staff that you have and why that's so important to have that staff funded as well because there's so much going on in the state of missouri so much specifically in st louis city but you have to have a staff that does that job too and you have to have the best people to do that staff can you let people know our viewers and listeners how important the staff is as well Oh my gosh, it's critical. I mean, like I said, we've been on the job less than 120 days and we hit the ground running hard. 26 lawsuits against President Biden, the most important piece of litigation at the state level to remove the Soros-backed circuit attorney that has borne fruit in less than 60 days. I mean, it, the, the staff that's around me has really allowed us to run as fast and as hard. It's great to have dedicated professionals who are all rowing in the same direction. I mean, I've got a great team. Uh, judge Bill Corrigan, formerly ran for St. Louis County Executive as a Republican, uh, was a judge in, in St. Louis County on the circuit bench, former Missouri Bar President, one of the greatest litigators I've ever seen. He's leading up our litigation effort as Deputy Attorney General Ray Wagner, his first assistant, Congresswoman Ann Wagner's husband. I mean, he's got a, a career in the Ashcroft administration in the in the 70s and 80s here in state government and then in the private sector, in the corporate world. So he has deep roots and connections across government and business there in, in the St. Louis region and really across the state and the nation. Uh, Josh Devine, our Solicitor General, he was a Clarence Thomas law clerk, Yale law graduate one of the wow. smartest attorneys I've ever had the pleasure of knowing or working with. And uh, he also was uh, formerly chief of uh, 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 chief counsel to Senator Josh Hawley. And he was willing to leave D.C. and come back here and help lead our uh, litigation efforts at the appellate level. So he drives a lot of our uh, litigation against the federal government. And so we've just got a great team and really fortunate to have them. And, and so I'll be working to, to benefit, uh, the you know, the con- serve the Constitution, the rule of law and the people of the state of Missouri. So how... Can you uh, can you just kind of drill down in some of the lawsuits you have against the Biden administration, just so we understand? Are they directed at why are you not protecting the border? What it are, may be the border. Yeah. What can you yeah. can you kind of drill down into the the paperwork that's been sent over to the Biden White House? Yeah, well, we've got the lawsuit against President Biden's refusal to enforce border law and to try to pervert the parole process to lar- let in large uh, groups of, of migrants. Yeah, we're showing of- video of that, too, now, as you yeah. answer the question. It'll be yeah. curious to get your opinion of that, uh, too, as we show what your thoughts are well, the video from that, the question yeah, it, Eric's it, asking. Yeah, it's stuff like that is why this 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 lawsuit against Biden's refusal <clears> to enforce <throat> the border law properly is so important. And we're going to keep pushing that. 
we, uh, you know, the, if we don't have a border, we don't have a country. And again, there are tools available now. You just got to use them. President Trump did it to great effect. So he just needs to do his job, much like the circuit attorney. Just step up and do your job. And there won't be problems. But but he refuses to do that. So we got to hold him accountable in court. And I've, I think I've proven a, a willingness and an ability to do that. This the is other, phenomenal. It's unbelievable. We've, we've also got uh, the most important First Amendment lawsuit in a generation against President Biden, where we, we've uncovered a vast censorship ex, uh, enterprise of coercion and collusion between the White House, unelected federal bureaucrats, and uh, their cronies and woke big tech social media corporations, where they were silencing Americans' voices in violation of our right to free speech codified That's in the right. Constitution. I mean, we have emails that we've gotten in discovery where senior White House officials are saying to big tech social media, hey, take down that Tommy Lauren video. Take down that Tucker Carlson clip. Mm -hmm. And so we know they were they were violating the First Amendment. We're going to go to court uh, next month and ask for an injunction to order the Biden administration to stop violating the First Amendment and start dismantling this vast censorship enterprise. We've filed lawsuit against the Department of Labor to stop uh, ESG rules that would uh, you know, oh. put Americans, Missourians, hard yes. dollars oh. at risk for breach of fiduciary duty. Mm -hmm. Uh, we are fighting back against President Biden's unlawful, uh, arbitrary and capricious pistol brace rule. That's a violation of the Second Amendment. We're on defense as well. The Biden administration judge me not only by my work, but by my enemies. Uh, the DOJ <laughs> has sued the state of Missouri because they don't like our Second Amendment Preservation Act. So we're on defense on that one, defending the Second Amendment You're Preservation Act at the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals. Yeah, they targeted us. Wow. Specifically. Biden's DOJ is coming for your freedoms, and we're going to be there standing in the gap to, to defend them. So we're on offense and defense. Uh, we've got additional uh, lawsuits against uh, Biden's EPA that's nothing short of a, a land grab that would, would hurt um, uh, Missouri farmers and Missouri agriculture, would take away their livelihoods and legacies. And I'm proud to say we delivered a win last month on that case. So, yeah, we're, we're firing on all cylinders. We're on. We're playing good offense, 26 lawsuits that we have against the federal government. And we're also playing defense when they come for Missourians' freedoms. Just know that Missouri Attorney General's office will be standing there. I'll be happy to stand there in the gap to protect and defend the Constitution. I, you know, I, I served in the United States Army for five years, and when I did, I, I took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution. It's, that oath has no expiration date. And I was yeah. willing to put my life on the line and take that fight to the battlefield in the war on terror. I'm proud to be leading that effort now on behalf of the state of Missouri and the courtrooms across the state. You know, just to change the subject and get your... Uh, I feel your, like I could run through a wall right now. Well, okay, I know, no, I know. Let's do it. Let's Editorialize a little bit about what's happening on Capitol Hill. And you know the DOJ better than we do. You know the Biden White House better than we do. There's a bunch of uh, materials coming out about Hunter Biden and the uh, uh, the documents of, of basically being, you know... Um, Are you talking about the whistleblower? The whistleblowers, yeah. All the stuff that's going on legally against the Biden White House right now. Do you see a light at the end of that tunnel or do you see this as just a political move? Will something come of all the, the treasure trove of emails and the Hunter Biden you know, pay-to-play pay schemes that have been going on uh, internationally? Do you see anything in that or is it, eh, it's just politics? No, look, this is serious. Biden's DOJ has been weaponized. And I mean, it, 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 is anybody confused about this anymore? Since 2016, what we know is that the, the Department of Justice covered up for Hillary Clinton and let her off the hook, but then yeah. has targeted President Trump yep. and vexed, harassed, and, and, and delayed President Trump's presidency for, for how many years? So they go after conservatives. They let liberals off the hook. They let the left off, off the hook. And that the what we're seeing with Hunter Biden is no different. In our First Amendment suit, Missouri v. Biden, that we filed, we've uncovered evidence, and it's consistent with everything you're seeing in the, in, in, on Fox News or in national media, that 
the FBI and the Department of Justice knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real. They knew it was his, and they knew what was on there for more than a year. Mm. But what they did was they concealed it, and they went to big tech social media, and as part of this vast censorship enterprise, they said, look, there's going to be a Russian disinformation story about Hunter Biden. Be ready. Be ready. And in the months and weeks leading up to the the, uh, 2020 election, they met with big tech social media, Biden's Department of Justice. Well, what the Department of Justice he inherited met with big tech social media with increased frequency in the, the weeks and months leading up to the election and kept warning them, hey, there's going to be this disinformation story. And then woke big tech social media was more than happy to suppress that story when it broke. I mean, that's information that voters need to know. If the if the vice president at the time, that now the president's son, yeah. was doing illegal activity at his behest, we deserve to have that information. We can't have that silenced and suppressed by an apparatus of the government. I mean, at some point that becomes, uh, you know, uh, election interference itself. Instead of protecting us from election interference, they're causing it. And you, I mean, Biden's Department of Justice is 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 a is a, a dangerous instrument that he's deploying to fight Americans and silence conservatives' free speech. And you know these DOJ guys, and you know these CIA guys, or whoever it is. Do you think that they they feel like they've been busted, or do you feel like that they're like? They, they are completely uh, immune to all this stuff. They've gotten away with it for too long. I mean, this is exactly what the deep state looks like. This is what President Trump warned about. We saw it recoil and strike him. And now it's 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 marshalling resources to, to fight even in the into the future. And, and they don't care. I mean, they mm-hmm. get away with it. There's never been any accountability. Mm. And so that's why things like the, the congressional hearings are so important. That's why things like this First Amendment suit that I'm prosecuting are so important to continue to expose this vast enterprise and, and hold people accountable in court that's the best way i know right. i'm an attorney i go to court i hold people accountable i did that as a prosecutor i'm more than happy to do that on constitutional issues as well nice. uh, you know we're going to continue to fight to hold the bureaucrats accountable that are attempting to violate missourians constitutional rights one more question we appreciate it attorney general i want to go back to farmers because i want to point out how much you are doing for missouri farmers because here in missouri our farmland is so important so many people don't understand the epa was attempting to regulate mm-hmm. the ponds on yeah. farmland, which is the most yeah. ridiculous things I've ever heard. So thank yeah. you for standing up for our farmers. Yeah. Hey, look, I live in rural Missouri. You know, all my friends and neighbors are, are farmers. We've got a couple of hay fields and some laying hens. So I don't know that, that anything I'm doing counts, but my, my neighbors are all in, uh, deeply involved in agriculture. I mean, that is a bedrock of Missouri economics is the agricultural industry. It certainly represents Missourians' livelihoods and legacies that have been handed down to them that they want to hand down to the next generation. And we're not going to let unelected bureaucrats from Biden's EPA come in and control the land that belongs to Missourians. I mean, nobody knows how to protect Missouri farmland better than Missouri farmers. And that's what our lawsuit was all about. Now, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, you're a little bit different, and we love it. You're a breath of fresh air. After I met you the first time at an event, I told people I knew, look out. You guys are going to love what's coming um, because Andrew Bailey is going to step it up from what you saw, even a great job that happened with Eric Schmidt. Uh, you've been nothing short of miraculous in five months. We're grateful for the time, uh, and, and we just don't say that. You're getting things done. That's we right. ask you one thing, and you have – 100 points on each yeah. topic. Uh, I know Missourians get frustrated with what's happened in the city of St. Louis, but I think we saw today that there's a reason for hope, not only in the city of St. Louis, but for our state. And we're grateful for the time that you give us, and we do not take it for granted. Well, thank you all for everything you do to get the word out there and, and, and keep hope alive in the state of Missouri for the principles we all believe in. We're going to keep fighting and appreciate you and look forward to talking again soon.
All right, Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. Well, I won't ask you for a Hulk pose, but maybe one of these days <laughs> we can get a Hulk pose as you're saying it. I need to hit the gym a little bit first. <laughs> you're busy. That's all right. Thank you, Attorney General. We'll talk Thanks, later. Thanks, guys. Uh, it's always good to talk with you. It is awesome. It is awesome. I mean, it's like you t- he took Eric Schmidt and then he just kind of put it on crack and went a little bit farther with it, man. He's, he's kicking ass. He- I, this morning, I went through and I read, because I try to keep up on this anyway, but I went through and I read the one, his first 100 days and all of his accomplishments in the first 100 days. And I am telling you, he is a busy yeah. man, not only protecting us here in Missouri, well, but yes. nationally, nationwide, you know, going after the Biden administration, who is you know harming not only everyone across the country, but yeah. it's really hitting Missouri hard. But it's, it's even like, look, to come and do that job, you have to stick your toe in politics to, to say, I'm going after, which I would do if I was in that position, but I'm not a lawyer. He is. You, he, you would be good. You would be good. But he's he like, would be a good lawyer. He's like, I am done with St. Louis. Uh, Governor, can I have permission to go after that ranch <laughs> city over there? And let's see if we can't fix it up. And he, he just has some balls in, in, yeah, in, in a good way mm-hmm. to go after St. Louis. And hopefully in concert with taking over the police department, which I think that the state of Missouri needs to do, because it looks like the leadership of St. Louis. Here's the reason, people. You have no managerial ability to handle the resources that are given to you without destroying at one time in this country's history one of the best cities in the country and that's why this stuff is happening to you who cares what you vote for you represent springfield missouri kansas city jefferson city you are one of our urban areas you have to protect it or our governor and our ag will I'm not sure if you heard this before you came in, Eric, but he reiterated what Vic said, and that was that things are going to get worse before they get better. They always do. Last weekend was do. it was one of the worst weekends in months with the with the, the shooting, the shootings, the nine one one calls uh, that were going on. Nine one one calls not getting answered. That had nothing to do with Kim Gardner. That's actually a <clears throat> uh, a mayoral situation, in my opinion. So it is a, a bad thing, and we all know. Crime, not only in St. Louis, but Chicago and Dallas and Minneapolis and Phoenix. Um, it gets worse when it gets warmer. Soros And we're getting ready to go into the summer now, too. So uh, who knows what's going to happen this summer? And you got to have people, you got to have oh some sort of God. deterrent. And you have to have a plan for yourself. Do you feel safe going to a Cardinal baseball game anymore? I do. I do. I do. I do. I do, too. I still feel safe. I was down for Cinco de Mayo. I was down on Morgan Ford at my friend's Mexican restaurant called El Catrin. El Catrin. And, and I've I heard good like, things about that. You know what? It was, it's a fantastic place. He also owns La, La Catrina down on Southampton. Oh, really? I've, I've been to both. And you can go in the city and you can have a good time and you can relax and actually not worry about crime. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had no issue at either places. So there, there's plenty of places you can go downtown or in South City and still be able to have a good time downtown. All right. You know, it, it's not, it's, you, there are areas you want to avoid and areas that are perfectly safe. It's the people that don't know what to avoid and what not. And Did I make a wrong turn true. at Albuquerque? That's absolutely true. You have, people have to be educated about the city. If you're yeah. going into the city, educate yourself. You know, there are areas you don't want to go. Yeah. And you, you know, I always say, I don't want to go north of Del Mar. Mm-hmm. You know, I won't even park one block north. Yeah. 
of Washington Avenue. And people have those situations in different cities that they live in. Absolutely so. So, um, Mike, what was the name of that that little prison that we had the work? Uh, what was the, it? The sweat house or the the workhouse? The, the workhouse. The, the workhouse. Yes. Did that get closed now? Did it get closed? It yes, did. Yes. It's so it's still there. Well, and right now the yes. mayor is asking. She has a questionnaire out mm-hmm. to find out what her citizens want to do with that now. Use it. Yeah, put people in it. Put the criminals yeah. in it. Reopen it. Yes, That's, that would be what I'd say. I'm sorry. Yes, I don't. I mean, even if you that. if you're and running we, rampant with a with a um, a machine gun on the streets of St. Louis, doesn't reopening that damn thing make you think twice about brandishing a weapon? It does. Yes. Hey, Joe, can you yes. get can you get Tucker primed up and ready too before we get into Kathy and Steve uh, Helbig Strick when they come in? Yeah, we're ready to go. You, that, you want me to play it now, guys? Talk, yeah, we're, we got. We're so packed today. We, we've got green light dispensary. We're going to talk weed coming up. Um, farmers market, Eric. Get your stuff straight. Farmers the market. Cut, the, cut out the middle, man. They got a farmers market. I'll now. take an orange and apple in this red bud. <laughs> <laughs> they may. Uh, Tucker's back. He's coming back to Twitter. Check out the video right now. Really, you know what? Yeah, we'll do it right now. Then we'll get into Steve and Kathy. Uh, figure, here was Tucker's response. I don't know what's this been seen like. 12 million times in 12 hours, something like that. Here's Tucker. He's coming back, people. Hey, it's Tucker Carlson. You often hear people say the news is full of lies, but most of the time that's not exactly right. Much of what you see on television or read the New York Times is in fact true in the literal sense. It could pass one of the media's own fact checks. Lawyers would be willing to sign off on it. In fact, they may have, but that doesn't make it true. It's not true. At the most basic level, the news you consume is a lie, a lie of the stealthiest and most insidious kind. Facts have been withheld on purpose, along with proportion and perspective. You are being manipulated. How does that work? Let's see. If I tell you that a man has been unjustly arrested for armed robbery, that is not, strictly speaking, a lie. He may have been framed. At this point, there's been no trial, so no one can really say. But if I don't mention the fact that the same man has been arrested for the same crime six times before, am I really informing you? No, I'm not. I'm misleading you. And that's what the news media are doing in every story that matters every day of the week, every week of the year. What's it like to work in a system like that? After more than 30 years in the middle of it, we could tell you stories. The best you can hope for in the news business at this point is the freedom to tell the fullest truth that you can but there are always limits. And you know that if you bump up against those limits often enough, you will be fired for it. That's not a guess. It's guaranteed. Every person who works in English language media understands that. The rule of what you can't say defines everything. It's filthy, really, and it's utterly corrupting. You can't have a free society if people aren't allowed to say what they think is true. Speech is the fundamental prerequisite for democracy. That's why it's enshrined in the first of our constitutional amendments. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter has long served as the place where our national conversation incubates and develops. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. The result may feel like a debate, but actually the gatekeepers are still in charge. 
We think that's a bad system. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. We bring some other things, too, which we'll tell you about. But for now, we're just grateful to be here. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. See you soon. Bam. Love it. Love bam. It. Not a real estate. Bam. Not a real estate. And no. let's point out, he was talking about Fox National, by the way. Fox National, who I'm always going against. Yeah. You guys don't always like when I go against them. He was going against Fox National because he is saying exactly what we've always said, some of us, that they do not allow the truth. You can skim the truth. But they don't allow you to dip below the surface. Yeah, so and that's because they're so more there, state ran. There we yet. have it, people. Elon and in in uh, uh, Tucker are joining forces. His show, which it, which basically that was just a blog post that was thirteen million people yes. viewing it, which is a hundred and twenty times more audience than any show on CNN last night. How about that? Because things are changing. Even CNN is starting to talk about things they would have never talked about before. I am finding myself reading more CNN articles, more truthful articles than I read on Fox, which is a very scary concept. Stop it. I, it's true. That's it, not even true yet. It is true. It, it is true. And they're getting some. They have been covering oh the God. Biden rape case yes, and given have. more details than a lot of other stations have. Mm. I think they have finally realized that we are the majority, and if they don't cater to us, they're going to no. They lose. like no. CNN likes yeah, money, like, and the money. They do like money. And the money, money tree, talks. Uh, yeah, dry. Well, I, I think Elon and Tucker could help the uh, real estate industry in the St. Louis area somehow, some way. Don't you guys have them on speed dial, Steve and Kathy? <laughs> Steve Strick, Kathy Helbig Strick. Yeah, yeah. Experience <laughs> real estate guys last night. Steve and <laughs> uh, Expect to be moved. Three one four two seven six sold. Three one four two seven six sold. Hi guys, how are you? I have breaking hey guys, news. I have breaking news. Go. What, we hit 500. Yay! I thought that's what you were going to say. That's right as I'm pulling in, it's literally awesome. 500. 500 available homes for sale. 500 new listings that came on that's the market beautiful. in our area in the last seven days. Dun, dun, dun. The, the <laughs> 207 coming soon, too. That's a lot more than what okay. we Okay. Oh. In the stockpile as well. I like it. So okay. Now so what does that mean to... Well, we're starting to feel a little more like a spring market, but we're okay. really a couple of months behind. Uh -huh. We would have seen that in like February normally nice hitting 500 houses um I was just telling somebody the other day they're like they will go they're new run the business they go what's normal I said well gosh in summer we would see 1500 come yeah. on yeah. in a week yeah so we're still like a third I think, think I, I think that's right go ahead man no, I go ahead Eric I, I does it feel, it might be because the people think we topped out at that uh the interest rate could that be it that and traditionally this is the time when people are kids are getting out of school yeah are, yeah you know getting the bug to get out yeah. the weather start looking at houses like a lot of things combination works together but you know I he can talk to this but when the Fed raised rates for a couple of days I know that mortgage rates dropped a little bit hmm. so it's always kind of weird how it's, it's like we need a bat light out there to let people know that the the interest rates are pretty good. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a log. It's a Call log. Steve down. now. Right. <laughs> well, I, I think everything in housing in St. Louis. Look for St. Louis City after we just heard our attorney general. Yeah. He's going to turn the city around. Everybody's mm. going to be buying real estate. Yeah, right. mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Let's prove it. What are the hot places right now? Just give me the hot ones. Kirkwood, St. Charles County's booming. Wentzville's booming. Yeah. South, I mean, places in South County. It's just, of course, West County Central Corridor. Yeah. 
What's, lo- what, what, what are not booming? Where do you stay away from? The city. The city. The city. <laughs> you already it's, knew that. Until Andrew Bailey yeah. gets in, involved, yeah. But I prices guess. in the city are still yeah, really price, high. Yeah, I read an article late last night about prices, even though some month over month um, numbers were flat, but that home prices, particularly in this area, are inching back up again. So, um, But we're seeing some price reduction, so it's not... It's not the same for everybody. Everybody needs a specific analysis of your house, your subdivision, your area. You can't just go by what you read on the headlines or what you're hearing us say. It's it's specific to your area and your house, your price point. So, but you know, the, the good houses that are priced right, that yeah. are still appreciating, mm-hmm. are still having a line of people put offers in. So here's the deal. What this is what I'm hearing. If you want to buy a house, people, listen to me, because I'm the expert in the room. Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> Here's the deal. You see one you like, you can correct me if I'm wrong. You give them the asking price, and you say, I'll take care of the closing costs as well, and let's get started. Would and you, have would, the contract written before you even Would go. you start there? You would start there, because I've heard of a lot of people. Yeah, it would be nice if it's that easy. A lot of people are losing the... Uh, losing out on the house that they want because they're like, well, I'll come in $10,000 less and you take care of the closing costs and we're good. I think they're losing out because they're coming in at list price. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what, guys? Wow. I, was, yeah. I was at an event last night. I was talking to another real estate um, female. She was so what? upset. There's other real estate females? Yeah, well, <laughs> cheating on us. Uh, you know what was come ironic? <laughs> you know, it was ironic. I told them that I have you on the show every yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, we know Kathy Hilbig-Strick. She does very well. Yeah. That was her exact quote. Well, thank I'll, you. Yeah. So anyway, um, and you may know Pete Freddie's mom, Georgia. Yeah, 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 Georgia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got to Georgia. talk with Pete a little bit yeah. at your birthday. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she told me um, she just had a house. She was so upset with the seller. She really thought he was going to win. House was a certain price. They went five or they went um, $50,000 over asking. Mm. Mm-hmm. He just told us that story, didn't he? Oh, did Pete tell us this? $50,000 over asking price, very limited inspection. I mean, very, Mm -hmm. very simple. Mm -hmm. Um, Passing, taking closing costs, everything, and still only came in as the fourth best offer out of eight. Wow. Yeah. What's going on around here? It's a world out Out there. and, And she's like, what? Right. Yes. That was only fourth yeah. best. Mm-hmm. So what would be constitute? Well, and it depends on what the price point is too, because we actually just had one of our agents lose. I think it was around five hundred thousand. Okay, we had 10%. one lose out yesterday. Um, I think the house was listed at three sixty-five. I mm-hmm. would say, and they they went in twenty-five thousand or something higher. And the listing agent got back and said that it went for somewhere above four ten. Wow! Where did all this yeah. money come from? Just, just a, just a quick question. Yeah, is it, it real money? Because this is, is what this wasn't. <laughs> this wasn't the case. These are the people that have been out there bidding on houses and losing for yeah. a while that have finally go. All right, I, I get it. I have to do this. We, we see it with the early shoppers. They don't want to believe us that they've got to pay that because. You know, it's it's a it's a mental game of you're asking X. Yeah, I'll give you X, mm-hmm. but you're telling me I got to give you fifty thousand dollars on top of that. But yeah. you didn't ask me for that for this house. Oh. so it's it's hard mentally right. for buyers to to really get on board with offering above well above and beyond. But if the agents are telling you there's multiple people of multiple yeah. offers, 
you want that house, you're going to need to figure out how to. Come so how would you be? I, I was wondering this. How would you be an aggressive realtor helping somebody? Like when you go to a lawyer, you want a bulldog. You want someone that's like, don't worry, I got this. Because you're restricted, how, aren't you? How, how do by you, what you can and can't do. Yes. How do you, how, what would constitute as an aggressive realtor? Well, an aggressive realtor is a strategic realtor, really. So too aggressive Nobody wants to work with you. Okay. So you got to think about that too because it's an adversarial business. Mm -hmm. You've got one agent whose fiduciary duty is to protect the seller and one who is right. to protect the buyer. You're also trying to get the buyer a house. Yeah. So some of that protecting the buyer stuff has to go on the <coughs> sideline as long as your buyer is in agreement with it. You right. have to figure out what the strategy is and, and what you need to do to get it. But then you can't come in like a wrecking ball mm -hmm. with the listing agent or they're gonna be like, oh my God, I, you're the last person I wanna work with in the yeah. next 40 days. Yeah. So if I've got 20 other offers to pick from, your agent might lose you the opportunity because they've they've been just a jerk to mm -hmm. deal with. So you have to figure out how to play the people game too. And, you know, make sure you're having a good relationship with that listing agent. Find out as much information as you possibly can. Sit down and talk about all the possibilities to the buyer. And then figure out what is the most aggressive things the buyer are, are willing to do. Because you really have right. one shot. Yep. You have one shot. You're not, it's not the day of, oh, I'm going to make the seller an offer 20000 under. And the seller's going to come back at 10000 difference. And then yeah. I'm going to come up 5000 He's going to come down 5000 And then we meet. Yeah. No. You've got... 10 people they're looking at in front of you. So your first offer, everything that is on that paper in front is either your step in the door or your, the door's closing on yeah. your contract. So the Trump art of the deal is thrown out the window. It, don't be afraid to, to, to not accept the offer not kind of a thing. Market. Right. Not in this market. Okay. And Kathy, I know there's so many regulations to what you can and can't do as an agent. So let's say if someone comes to you and they say, I really want this home. Mm -hmm. And they know there's multiple offers. Mm -hmm. And you, let's say, know what some of the author, other offers are. Are you allowed to tell your buyer? So, so if I know what the other offers are and I'm not the listing agent... If I'm representing both sides, that's different. So if you're, if, if I'm understanding you correct, if I'm yes. working with my buyer, correct, mm -hmm. and I want he wants to put an offer on the house, I know from the listing agent what the offer is. Heck yeah, I can tell the buyer. Yeah, because I'm I'm representing the buyer. Now if I'm that listing agent, and I'm a friend of theirs, and I'm representing the buyer, and I'm like, hey, where do I need to come <laughs> right. in at? Yeah. <laughs> happens all yeah. the time. I um, hear about that, but yeah. you know, somebody asked me the other day and I thought well, I would save it for you. you're not supposed to tell. I know, you're not supposed to. If you to. tell one, you tell all. Right. Yeah. That, that's the rule. That's like insider trading. Right. So, and, and with your seller's permission. Ish. So what I would do in that case, <laughs> yeah. if I was the listing agent, I would go back to my seller and say, hey, I actually really like this agent. I've known them for years. They're a really good agent and yeah. their buyer looks really solid. They're, you know, they're wanting to know what they could do to make the best offer to you. What are you comfortable with me telling them? And then if you tell them, then anybody else that comes to the table should be privy to the same information. And so is it advantageous to, to use an agent that only represents you versus a dual agent who is also representing the buyer who actually is the listing agent because you're representing the buyer and the seller and that has to probably put you in a predicament. Yeah, I was going to say that's a great, that's a mm -hmm. hard question. It, the answer it is. is, it depends. Yeah. yeah, And it also very much depends on the ethics of the agent and the ethics of the people that you're dealing with on both sides of the table. Yeah. So I will say I have done probably 50 of those deals in my career, easily. Yeah. <clears throat> and 
99.9% of them were very smooth because I knew exactly the tightrope I needed to walk as an agent, what I can disclose and not disclose to either side. And I made it very clear to both parties where they needed to be. And then everybody kind of just participated with each other and it turned out fine. It cannot turn out so fine because uh, oftentimes, even when you're not representing the other side, mm -hmm. I'm just a buyer agent and I'm saying, hey, listen, you need to do X, Y, and Z to win them. They, they're like, who are you representing? Them Good question. Like you yes. get that a lot. Yes. Because it's like an attorney who's representing yes. both the plaintiff and the, yes. you know, and the defendant. Yes. It, it's, a, it's a tough predicament yes. to be and, in. And as an agent, we have to follow specific ethic rules. So as a seller, if you say, I don't want them to know that I was worried about the foundation and I had a structural engineer come over because the structural engineer said it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, don't tell me these yeah. things. Guys, yeah. how we're talking, of course, with Kathy Elbig Strict of uh, Experience Real Estate Partners, expect to be moved 314 276 sold. If you have any questions, give Kathy and her staff a call. They're not going to lead you wrong, they're going to educate you just like they do here. Also, Steve Strict with New American Funding. Yes. Um, is there any sort of a guideline now of how much you're going to have to offer to get in over mm -hmm. listing price right now? No, but to bring Steve into this conversation, this happened just yesterday. Yeah. Had had one of our agents make an offer on a house and their buyer refuses to listen to our advice about lending. Okay. Wants to use their big name bank Really, really big name bank. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Oh, such a bad idea. Yeah. We've told them over and over again it's a bad idea. Yeah. Is that and because they don't care about you? They don't care about you. Okay. They don't and they have different rules and they're time, much stricter. Available. It's it's a nightmare. Usually okay. the transaction doesn't move yes. as smoothly as it should. We've warned and warned and warned them. They will not listen. They want to use their people. Of course, they can have the choice of whoever they want to use. The first thing, as soon as the offer is sent over, what's the first text message that comes back? Ugh, seriously, your buyer is using blank? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Can, yeah. Is there any way you can get them to use a different lender? So the seller's agent, the listing agent, immediately went, ugh, yeah. because of who the pre-approved Can you show them the text? Can you show your client the text and go, um, yeah, you, yes. have a, you have an interest in you coming over here? It goes back to... People trusting or not trusting their agent is like they're thinking yeah. there's something in it for them. No, it's because we're trying to win you the deal. So explain to them. And so this has to deal with what you do with pricing and going over on offers, which is what I was curious about. It's more than pricing. I think it's, it's pricing, but it's more control of the transaction. You know, the big banks are very transactional. Whereas if you have somebody that's your partner mm -hmm. in the deal, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. So a relationship's much deeper. They're going to be able to answer your phone calls after five on the weekends. That stuff happens, right? Yeah. Because people typically buy homes, look at homes, negotiate homes when they're not working. Yeah. When is that? They work nine to five. Friday, Saturday, and so Sunday. So that's at yeah. night, and that's on the weekends. So the big banks, if you check their hours, it's nine to five. Yeah. Um, and real estate agents do not like that at all. The other thing is they sit in the ivory tower. Very hard to get a hold of. Um, you know, when you had a, have a local relationship with somebody that you trust, somebody that you've done business with, the transaction is always smoother because yeah. communication is more. I think I understand the process of the pre-approval and the pre-whatever. Take me out of that. Say they accepted your contract. You're in the game. What are the documents that a homeowner needs right now that they're like, this is all I need from you and I'll take care of it from here? What, a what lot. <laughs> it, it is a lot, but what, what are what? It, that's the part of the process that no one likes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends if you're self-employed or you're not. 
Okay, self-employed person. Self-employed borrower is a little bit trickier because okay. you got to have the business returns. And self-employed is, you know, do you own 25% or more of a business? Okay. That's told with your K-1. Um, if you're not self-employed, it's pretty straightforward. It's the two rules. So it's two months bank statements, two years W-2s, and a lot of times we can do one-year tax returns now mm. instead of two years. Mm -hmm. um, so that's it's very, very important to know because sometimes that second year of tax returns will take somebody out of qualifying. And a lot of people that have gone by the rule of typically two years tax returns, they're killing the deal for some people that may have had income rise last year, but it was lower two years ago. So, you know, those are other things that you need to be cognizant about when you're working with a lender. What if you have a, your, let's say your bank account's full of money, yeah. but the last couple of years of an entrepreneur's life, they're like, I'm just taking a semi-retirement. I'm still working the business, but my tax returns maybe show I made 40 grand yeah. or 30 grand that affects your oh, DTI real. or 20 right? grand and but but it doesn't matter because so, I'm still living off the very, fruits of my past Eric that's common it's common mm -hmm. with self-employed borrowers because mm -hmm. here's the deal they want to show on paper yeah that they made the least amount of money because they want to pay the least amount of taxes. You can't fight them for that. That's right. smart, right? Yeah. But when you're trying to qualify for conventional financing, yeah. it's tough to do. So we have products that are bank statement programs to where your deposits that go into your account yeah. actually count as your income. This is the you second know? time you've done this to me now. Yeah, it's <laughs> right? So don't worry about the forty grand. What if you deposited $250,000 yes. over the last... 24 months and you know we can we can do that is that because you have uh, the boardroom you know how to get into the boardroom of the lenders the underwriters and say look the guys this you know guy it's because we understand there's a need for those people and those people are good money okay does your bingo does your relationship with the underwriter make a difference in getting a loan approved i'd be very curious about uh, that uh, Hot bed. <laughs> is it? Is it? You know, here's the thing. I know nothing about the lending process. Underwriters' right? jobs yeah. are to protect the company yeah. that's lending the money, right? That, that mm -hmm. is their job. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to have a relationship with an underwriter because there's two things. I've seen underwriters mm -hmm. give conditions back to a loan officer or a processor, mm -hmm. you know, and they're trying to get your deal closed. They give you zero guidance. Mm -hmm. They say, hey, go, go figure this stuff out. Mm -hmm. Then there's underwriters that say, hey, we need this for this file to close, and yeah. here's how you're going to be able to do it the fastest. Oh, So having that relationship to have it is important. Is, uh, can you do a commercial for under 20% down? So we don't do commercial finance, and we specialize in residential, which is one to four units. But you can do a commercial, you can find commercial financing um, for under 20%. But I'm reading articles, I read one last night, mm -hmm. commercial market is going to be very scary. Um, so I heard. Yep, the foreseeable yep. future. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and it has been, you know, I mean, we yeah. have Talk to people in commercial right now. Yeah. Understandably. We've got friends, we have some mm -hmm. mutual friends. I've talked to them too. I mean, developments have been stalled because the numbers don't make sense yeah. with the rising rates. Yeah. You know, it's going to continue. And then if the recession happens and the 800,000 people lose their jobs, which is forecasted, yeah. guess what? Some lights are going to go off, some buildings are going to go dark, and the values are going to decrease. Yeah. Well, it's because everybody can do it virtual now. Everything, yeah, yeah. everything, it's the the world's just a changing. A lot of it. Everything really, yeah. is it changing. It really is crazy. Well, Steve, you posted um, something on social media yesterday. If you know a real estate agent or mortgage person, give them a hug. Aww. <laughs> That's so sweet. This I was like, true. this is positive, but is this oh, not positive? It's really tough right now. Like, it is. 
Nobody wants to say, you know. Are people leaving me, the business? But oh yeah, yes. People are people are leaving people the business. are starving in the business. Well, with five hundred houses on yes. the market, that's a, that's why I said it's it's a logjam. You know, interest rates went up. A lot of people are too scared to sell because they don't want to buy right now with the interest rates so high. Yeah. Not thinking about the you know that they can refinance later. They're right. just scared to there's to make that hope. move. Yeah, there's some hope. You know, the numbers came out today yeah. where inflation didn't go as high as they expected. So, right. you know, mm-hmm. 4.9% on an annual yeah. basis, and they were expecting five. Mm-hmm. Well, Kathy came in here looking kind of in a good mood. Because, <laughs> because always happy. Because always I happy. thought she was in a good mood. <laughs> well, I mean, the last time, it's like it's like the fear. You can know... You know when you're an expert on something, you have a fear in your face that you just can't get rid of. Yeah. Today you look a lot more like things are things are getting better. Did you just sleep better last night? Or? <laughs> no, it wasn't that big. I'm 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 an empath. I know like these things. All right, but but 500 houses I'm could turn still into a bullets over here. <laughs> 500 houses could be a thousand houses yeah. in the next few months. No, I was excited. To, I was literally pulling it. I'm like, oh, yeah, we had 500. That's yeah. a milestone, and hopefully yeah. it'll con- it'll yeah. continue to grow. Yes, yeah. I see the house is popping up i get alerts every day on my phone Mm -hmm. and i'm like i see things are popping up by the way it's great i and i told you i don't even if you had a chance to look at this but i think it's it's appropriate and it's a decent thing to talk about for people who are listening not only in the missouri area but around the country yes because we hear about nashville i told you guys Uh this guy told me here we go 5600 homes available for sale Mm -hmm. and last year there were 1500 did you see anything about that at all no because i went and looked it up and the most i could find but I still thought it was crazy, was around like 2,700 homes mm-hmm. for sale in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is up from about 1,500 last year. Mm-hmm. So that blew my mind. I'm it's like, great. is it new construction? I don't know. But Why are there so many homes for sale in Nashville and not here? Area. It yeah. is, and they've been revitalizing yes. their city. A good yes. friend of mine who lives in Nashville, he actually gave the city $500 million. Wow. For revitalization, right. people are yeah, just no. yes. <laughs> well, uh, people does are he like friends like that. Nashville. He's going to be a guest of ours soon. Well, you got this, yeah. this hot, hot, hot Florida market, mm-hmm. oh but God. there's no inventory, be, uh, right? Yeah. And if you're going to buy a 800 square foot house, it's five hundred thousand dollars, right? Yes. Is it more testament to the fact that St. Louis is the the it's branded as what it is, which is this hotbed of crime, blah 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 blah, than anything else? That like what Vic just said, twenty seven hundred houses in Nashville, which is where people want to go mm-hmm. because it's better yeah. managed, yeah. this that, and the other. Well, yeah, there's definitely a. I personally feel there's a bigger pull to a city like Nashville because there is nightlife and yeah, you know, just um, and we could have it here of life. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. I mean, people bring money. Yeah. Money brings business. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I mean, if you're going to have major sports teams in every Mm -hmm. single, you know, aspect of the sports, guess Mm -hmm. what? You're going to have businesses there. St. Louis lost the Rams. What happened? You know, we yeah. lost credibility right away. Oh, yeah, it's a business. I need a coffee. You know, that, soccer's right? bringing some things back <laughs> in the so, St. Louis area. It's just going to. Um, there's a massive bar at Union Station. Yeah. I can't think of the name of, but it is so damn big. Mm-hmm. I mean, the bar is as big as this building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's only filled on soccer game days. Yeah. Right. And those are you know far and few between between. The, I don't even know how they're going to survive. I mean, because if you remember, you know, back in the early 2000s, Union Station was packed. Oh, oh yeah. Gosh, yeah. Gills, Get your phone. They had those free free concerts outside. You don't even remember when Pioneer or Pioneer Square, I think I'm in Seattle still. The landing was was just absolutely off the chain. Washington Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. These places were Mm -hmm. so vibrant. Yeah. And uh, it's just not that way anymore. 
No, it's I a mean, shame. But Florida, get, yeah, Florida is. To your point, come on. There crazy. are reasons to move to Florida. Yes, there are. You know, and what what is the reason to bring people to St. Louis or Missouri? Yeah. for that matter. Do you guys ever Although talk the to? Lake. The lake is booming. So. I oh, wonder why I, I live here. Lake I know, but yes, there's still, you know, there's income tax, state income tax. Yes. Here. Mm-hmm. There's no state income tax in Florida. That's right. Do you guys ever have a chance to go talk to the leadership, Sam Page, uh, Elman? The, the I mean, don't you think that the don't, yeah. don't you think that the, the mayors and executives would want to sit down with you guys and say, "You're the you've got your finger on the uh, pulse of uh, St. Louis and St. Louis County. What's going on?" Hey, tell them to call three one four two seven. Sold. <laughs> Expect to be moved. I, I think that they think yeah. they've got it figured out. Eric. Really. Is that right? And they don't. No, it's it's great to be honest and have honest conversations when you are in touch with so many people in business, people at the highest levels, maybe the lower levels. I mean, and all in between, Mm -hmm. you see things, you see trends, you see how people spend money, you see what would work and maybe what wouldn't work. Yeah. And you're like, listen to us. I did have a Chesterfield um, city administrator reach out and, and meet with us actually to kind of just figure out what was happening from our perspective and also if it was an issue for them particularly mm-hmm. with the hedge fund buyers coming in. <laughs> so, Can you talk about that for a yeah, second? Well, Bob, well, Mayor Bob Nation? We did please. research for her and we Merrill? actually found out yeah, it was Meryl. They're Vic yeah. Faust. <laughs> Good actually, job, Vic. We actually found out that there wasn't that many that took place in her particular I'm glad to hear that. Uh, ward that she was looking at. So there wasn't a lot of... Where'd they go? They're lurking. They're lurking. They're, 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 they're over in <laughs> <Ohio laughs> in Missouri. They started to get a little bit past the price point of what their suite Oh, probably oh, They're in my neighborhood, Eric. Yes, That's they, where they're at. They hey, are. I've got to ask. Okay, I've got to ask you this before I let you go really quick because huh? somebody just brought this up. I, nobody knows the lake like you guys. You've been there forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got a, a really cool place there. You spend a lot of time there. You've had businesses there. Um, Lisa, for our chat line, says Californians are taking over the lake, <laughs> destroying the topography. No regard for history or meaningful areas. I thought they were all so, quote, caring about that kind of stuff. Have you seen this or heard about this at the lake? I've not heard that it's... That it's taking over, taking like, over. I, I no. That. But are Californians I, I, I coming in? I have seen there has been some people from California move. To Heidi Fleiss. What? Seriously, she, she bought did. a house at the lake. I, I missed that. She bought a house at the lake. <laughs> I did. It's the party house. Chachi, you guys need to reach out to Scott oh Mayo, Chachi from yes. Happy Days, yes. because he made an announcement the other day that he would like to move to the Midwest. Yeah. So I think well, you guys should. Where would we put Chachi? <laughs> So we, we know, right we in the old new town, baby, Blake next to you. Come and visit. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard it quite often because they have a very close friend of Blake's that, that is there. he's been at uh, Water Jacks a couple you know, times. Yeah, the Chiefs have yeah. brought a little bit more yeah. attention to the Midwest and the lake. You know, Patrick yeah. Mahomes has a house down there. And you don't. Mm-hmm. We we saw him at a PRL show one night. Yeah, as a matter of fact, at the lake. At we were the all lake. there. Yep. The yeah, our our friend Chris and had Patrick. His... They both had their cars towed. Yeah. Which place were you guys at again? We were at Shady Gator. Shady Gator. Uh, yeah. Little Shady Gator. Yeah, I'm sorry. Chris goes to pick up his truck the next day, and there's two people in there Chris and Patrick Mahomes. Literally, like, you too? Yeah. Yep, me too. <laughs> hey, guys, we appreciate it. Anything you want to leave our viewers and listeners with today until we talk to you next week? Anything else? No, I'll bring some more tips next week on uh, probably because you're going to probably be competing on offer, so I'll bring a few more little tricks. Oh, happy, happy, joy, joy. Yay.
for That's next week, guys. Fifteen hundred houses for sale, and it and it balances out a little bit better. Well, these two hundred and seven coming soon's can only be in a coming soon mode for up to twenty one days, so we should see those at the yes, excellent. Yes, yes. Kathy Helbig Strict Experience Partners Real Estate Partners expect to be moved three one four two seven six sold three one four two seven six sold. If you have any questions, you know you can trust them. You know you're going to get the best advice if you think about it. Let them know too that you hear them on cancelthisshow.com just to let them know that of course new american funding yeah. once again new american funding with steve strick you're not going to get better advice when it comes to your mortgages <laughs> guys we love you thanks Thank again you for guys. a fun segment thanks, yeah that's awesome all right that's we'll awesome. see you next week and by the way as they yeah. they walk off said if, if you know you know yeah if you know a real estate agent or a mortgage agent you can give them a hug Please. Is that is that a is that a day yeah. like an official day? If if you know a podcast, <laughs> if you know a podcast owner, give him a hug. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's not your day. You're taking away from her day. Come on, it's all a nice fight out there. <laughs> so funny. Everybody needs a day. Hug a midget day. Is we need Tabitha Hassel. No, I'm kidding. Of course, I probably do. I have flat shoes on today. I probably you do. look exceptionally tall look today. Like actually. a little person. If you are not wearing shoes, you look tall, like you're growing. That if is. I'm wearing shoes, you mean? Yeah. Well, yes. I don't know. Carrie. I have on the flattest shoes I own. Hey, and you're not going to uh, go away. If you're coming up. 9.30, about 24 minutes, 25 minutes. We've got green light dispensary on. We're going to learn more about marijuana. Uh, it'll be our Weed Wednesday. How does that sound? What if we ask him, does weed does weed make you taller? And he says, yeah, we got that. that we're Tabitha would be like, where do I sign up? I would definitely sign up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although there are benefits to being short. No, Tabitha, you are There's perfectly proportioned. You're awesome. <laughs> and when we come back, we'll have Tab's take. Something happened with the debt ceiling. Also... Representative Comer says D-Day, the day of reckoning coming in for the Bidens. And he is legitimate. I mean, he's like, just wait until you see what's coming out tomorrow. He's like, tomorrow is the day of, quote, reckoning. The whistleblower. For the the Biden family. We'll see. We'll see if CNN covers that, Tabitha. We're going to take a quick break. Back in two and a half minutes. Canceltheshow.com. Come right back. Share the show. We appreciate it. Let's talk roofs. Voted best roofing pro in all of St. Charles County, RJR and Associates Roofing has been protecting people from the chaotic Missouri weather for over 20 years. Business and homeowners, whether you need to patch a leaky roof or it's just time for a completely new one, RJR has got you covered. Just call our buddy Ron today at 314-852-5074. That's 314-852-5074. Hey guys, this is Dr. Mahesh Bagwe. I'm an orthopedic surgeon here in St. Louis for over the last 20 years. I went to Washington University. I got my medical degree at St. Louis University. From local high school athletes, college athletes, weekend warriors, injured workers, and even Cardinal baseball players, I've treated them all. Our practice strives to personalize care with every new patient being seen by me. To find me, contact my staff at drbagwe.com. That's D-R-B-A-G-W-E.com. Hopefully you don't need me, but if you do, you can find me now. White Glove Exotic Services is St. Louis's first concierge vehicle service center. Alex David's team is passionate, certified technicians. They have industry-leading tools and equipment. They do it all. They pick up and deliver your car hands-free. Plus, they have elite detailing service, customized PPF wraps and tenting, and inspection and titling assistance. White Glove also specializes in logistics and storing options, vehicle listings, and consignment white glove exotic services check them out at cancel this show.com marco wait 
What? No response? Hi, I'm Curtis Barks with Complete Auto Body and Repair, offering full service and auto repair to St. Louis and St. Charles. We are looking for someone to say polo. That's right. We are hiring. We want you now. If you would like to work in a well-paying environment, then you owe it to yourself to stop by one of our six Complete Auto Body and Repair locations. Will you help me find that missing person? Please call me directly at 636-488-HIRE. That's right. 636-488-4473. Dad and service. Oh, yeah. And service. Carroll House has the largest selection of solid wood with the hottest new styles. Real furniture that's built to last. Like our solid bedrooms, living rooms, and dining from Kincaid. Our volume enables us to save you a lot of money, especially during a solid wood sale. Plus, get free financing, fast free delivery, and free in-home design. So for solid wood, sweet styles, and solid service since 1964, shop over three football fields of furniture at Carroll House. Because you like nice things. Jonathan, what does make Rockwood so special? Rockwood, we carbonize it higher than anybody else does. So we're cooking out everything that produces ash, smoke, anything like that. Uh, It gives you a lot more control over the temperature, a lot more control over the fire, and it's a 100% Missouri product. All right, where can people get it? It's at 100 plus locations around St. Louis. Any Deerberg, Straub's, meat markets, wine and cheese stores, hardware stores, you name it, we're around St. Louis. Just check the website. And good charcoal should be able to break apart your hands. like Absolutely, yeah. If if you can't break it apart by hand, it's not charcoal yet. It's still wood. They didn't do the job. So make sure it can break apart by hand. All right, get your Rockwood charcoal. Hey guys, welcome back to Cancel This. I'm Vic Faust with Tabitha Hassel, Eric Johnson, Lizzie Sparks, and Projo running the boards. Uh, terrific first hour. We're going to follow it up with another good second hour as well. Tabitha's going to jump in on her tab take right now. And after that, we get into the Biden crime family. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, the reckoning, the day of reckoning. $10 million. I believe it was $10 million associated. It might be more. Actually, yeah, $10 million from foreign nationals. The story's crazy, 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 crazy. We'll get into that in just a second before we talk to Greenlight and the Weed Wednesday segment. But Tab of the First, okay, you talked about the debt ceiling yesterday, Janet Yellen. What happened now? Because something has to be big for you to go, uh-uh, we got to jump into this. Absolutely so. So just a very quick update, nothing that has to be too lengthy. But yesterday, Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, and Mitch McConnell, the leader, met with Joe Biden. I would have loved to seen that meeting play out, <laughs> but they all met to talk about the debt ceiling because, you know, equally, no one wants us to default as a country. It's something we've never done. It would throw us into absolute chaos. You know, stock markets would go down by 45%. We don't want to default. But if we, if we don't raise the debt ceiling, then we will default. So we're really in a predicament. Now, Biden has said, as I said the other day, Biden said he will not negotiate. He will not negotiate. Republicans, except for Josh Hawley, Republicans want to negotiate. They sent a letter and they said, hey, let's negotiate. If you, Joe Biden, if you decrease your spending, we will approve the debt ceiling. I believe to 51 trillion, something along those lines. And Joe Biden says, no, I will not negotiate. So they had the big meeting yesterday and what they came out and said was pretty revealing. So 
Kevin McCarthy revealed that the House made the first move. They went ahead. They raised the debt ceiling. They wrote out a plan to raise the debt ceiling, negotiate for less spending. And now it is up to Joe Biden. It is up to Democrats to pass the bill. And if Democrats refuse to pass the bill, we could very well default on June 1st. But but you know what? The ball is in their court. We as Republicans, we did our part. We raised the debt ceiling. We wrote out a plan that will increase the debt ceiling and it will lower the spending of this country of the Joe Biden administration. So now what where do we stand now? Will Biden allow the default? Will Democrats allow us to default? It is up to them. Well, very well put. Um I think that you we should have asked uh, Andrew Bailey about how it works now that the House of Representatives, because I don't know, it goes to the Senate now. And do they kill it in the Senate? Is that how it works? Is that the next step? If they, in all of if this? they kill it in the Senate, then we will default as a country on June 1st. So that's where you're saying it's up to the Democrats. It is up to the Democrats. Okay. The House took the step to write out the bill. They wrote out a, a clear plan to raise the debt ceiling, which is what Democrats want but yet to decrease spending, which is what Republicans want. They're hoping that it will pass with bipartisan support. But as we know, so far, Joe Biden and Democrats have refused to lower the spending. In fact, yesterday, they announced, guess what? We're giving more money to Ukraine. We're not lowering the spending. We're just spending more money. Over a billion. This this should piss Americans off. Yes. If you're not in tune yet, please get in tune. Look at how much money we've... Is it another trillion dollars? 1.2 billion we approved yesterday to send to Ukraine in military aid. 1.2 billion. Our country is getting ready to default. Americans could potentially lose their pensions, could lose their stocks. You know, 45% down, Janet Yellen states. We are going to see some dark times if we default. But we have $1.2 billion to send to Ukraine Everyone should be angry. Yeah, well, it, it's it's it. Everybody gets it. All the stuff that's coming out today with Hunter Biden, everything you just talked about, the fact that there's a they're they're pushing a law through the House right now about the Keep the Border Safe Act or something like that. I don't know the name of it. Joe Biden literally proactively said he'll come out and veto it. I'm like, what? You're going to veto something that keeps the borders safe? Correct. I'm like. You are now walking in Kim Gardner territory. You are literally uh, not doing your job for the American people. They want to destroy this country. What, what is the... This is being oh, done with intent. Victor David Hansen last intent. night on, I think it was Tucker, or not Tucker, but um, Sean Hannity, he spelled it out perfectly how they're trying to change the demographic and, and makes just a definitive point, not guesstimates like this is what they're doing. He definitively puts a essay together on air of exactly what's going on with the border. I would love to hear that. You got to go check it out. Victor David Hansen He's been a guest of ours before. He was, Fantastic. exactly. That's right. So... Why, why, why does the Biden administration want to destroy Americans? Why do they want to bolster so, Ukraine? Why are we spending money in Ukraine while allowing Americans to suffer? You had to why give them the benefit asking? of the doubt when we started this show. I always feel like, okay, there's a new sheriff in town. Biden's there. Uh, you know what? I don't think he's trying to destroy the country, really. I think that he's just ideologically oh, trying no. to handle the, the AOCs of the world. They're destroying the country. I thought that he was going to at least try to get a handle on the border. But then I started to realize, oh, my God, what he's doing with the border is the same thing he's doing with the dollar. 
Well, of course is, it is. He's flooding the system full of money and just willy-nilly spending this crap. And now our dollar's worth nothing. And then you have Tabitha coming in and talking about bricks and whatnots. And then you start to really see, it's almost like the end of any Scooby-Doo. We're starting to see where the villains are. The and puzzle who, is coming And together. who's wearing the masks. But why We're are, starting to see it but now. But why? I want to know. I don't even know why. Why are I'll they tell you why. Because it, George Soros hates the, Because George Soros is the mastermind leader of this whole thing. It is the truth. He's basically killing the urban areas. He's basically probably in at least knows who's funding the people coming up from the Central America uh, countries. He did his part. He's he, done he his part. He may not even be any part. The money is already, that, that train is on the track. Yeah. You, don't, you don't need him around. There's money, there's people, there's sources, there's all kinds of things now that are moving forward that got the story. And he knows that the only people that will even consider voting for him in this next election are the AOC <clears throat> radical liberals. That's it. That is it. And if he takes that off the table, he might as well just go get a um, uh, a garage home over at Delmar what Gardens. Are, what are you going to do? What are we as Americans going to do if Biden allows our country to default for the first time in history? Yeah, this is how, this how, is how, part how, of the plan, Tabitha. He's going. There's no way he's going to allow. If you want to destroy I, the no, dollar, now the, I hope you're right, Vic. Because the Republicans made the first move and they put the ball in his court. That's that's where it's scary, Vic. If part of the plan is to put $10 trillion into the economy, which you know is going to make inflation go through the roof, which is going to weaken the dollar, wouldn't it be just like icing on the cake if you could default the damn United States? Wouldn't that be a good thing for them? In theory, well, if they want to destroy us, yes. If you're trying to tank. (laughs) Because you will have nothing. You will have nothing. So that's where you should get that really scared look in your eye right now and look at me. Absolutely. Okay. So. If they the allow page. our That's country right. to default, we all better be scared. So, you know what? That might be the breaking point we need as Americans. So you because own, we're not doing anything right now about so it. So you might think that, that the uh, the House people are crazy. It's Biden that's nuts. Well, and he, he's so crazy right now. You don't want you to trust rank him the professionals with, with well, the, the house. There. The house passed the bill. The house passed the bill. Well, it doesn't they, matter. They understand that we have to raise Boom. the debt ceiling. But this is license for Biden to say, "I'm about to tank the entire United States way of living." Uh, they, they are looking forward to this. Well, don't think for a second, Eric, that Biden or the people who control him. And we know that he is. Not, I mean, he has number one shown us that he's not capable of, of much less walking or talking let alone running a a business or a country or the world. Okay, we know that. So somebody's in charge. We also know that right now in the heels, right in the midst of the House Oversight Committee releasing this information, which will link $10 million from four nationals paying the Biden family members, including you-know-who, the big guy, Joe Biden, is coming out right now. So you have to have another story going on at the same time to try to cover, to take your eyes off. Good point. Let's Good not point. talk about this story. Let's have something else that we can come. Let's have a Trump trial. Oh, what's been in the... Oh, yeah, that was going on until yesterday. By the way, Donald Trump says he's going to appeal that. Still claims he has no idea who the woman is. Um, <laughs> and... and uh, who know? And this goes all the way back to. The I know, and I, I was watching MSNBC, and I apologize to you guys this morning. And you it, it was one hour. 
the entire hour was devoted to this this trial of a socialite elite liberal yeah. hack and this that, is a civil trial a civil trial way. it means nothing it, it means, means nothing. nothing it's ridiculous and they didn't convict donald trump no. of rape it was like well we see there could be reason of um forcible contact it's like what yeah what anyway it's a five million so a, dollar judgment, which is a basically a lunch money for Trump. She'll be lucky to get yeah. money if she gets any money in the next five years. Yeah, yeah I it hope just, he doesn't pay. I hope he doesn't. So pay. that so that's another massive story. So you put these stories out. You have the court dates on certain times, and you bring them to light to cover up other stories as well. Which so is what? So okay. We're, we're always trying to figure out the mosaic of what this government's trying to do to us. I'm starting to feel it. So it's there, they have a program, I would imagine, called Offset. If there's any bad news against Biden, the DOJ, the CIA, whoever is in, you know, the, the clowns over here that are messing up for real, the CIA letter, the 50 CIA agents, I think they have Operation Offset, which means if that if a story comes out bad about Hunter, we need an equally bad story no about, about Trump. It. No question. So this yesterday was the rape and abuse trial of this socialite out of New York City. So it offsets a little bit. It keeps the teeter-totter kind of suspended. You know what I mean? Yes. What the Republicans need is they need something that you cannot offset it anymore. They need a they need a anvil to come down on their side. And I hope to God that this Comer guy out of the out of the house, James Comer. I hope that he's not playing this little little game where he has a little document where he can show maybe a maybe a transaction went into Bank of America that was like, what is this? And you can't answer the question. He has promoted this way too yeah. heavy for that. Yeah. If that's the case, then the country's doomed. Every little oh, thing right doomed. now. We are definitely doomed. Not necessarily. We have to we have to make sure that Trump DeSantis, whoever the best candidate turns out to be, wins the election in 2020. And it might not be Trump. And, and it may not be Trump. Whoever that person you is, got soccer moms that rises about. above and turns out to be the Republican leader in, in that race, we have to make sure that person we gets just, it We just want honesty from all parties. I mean, that's what we're always trying to get to. I mean, if you did something worth that, that was a bunch of total crap... Then freaking admit it. Let's get to it and let's move on. Tabitha, I know you have to move I on. I do. I have to make a run. You got to go to that other job. We'll tomorrow. catch up with you tomorrow. Just keep me posted on everything there. Um, and, and we're going to continue to follow all these national stories yeah. that continue to go on. Uh, Comer, which you just said, by the way, t before we get into our green light segment, um, these are the kind of things you were talking about, Eric. Um, he now says the House Oversight Committee, which has put a ton of time into this, the Biden family and business associates, associates created more than 20 companies and received more than $10 million from foreign nationals while Biden was vice mm. president. Some of the payments could indicate attempts by the Biden family to peddle influence. So that's what you were talking about. Um, they now have those bank records. They have the subpoenas that they put out to get those bank records. And that's why he is calling it a day of reckoning tomorrow. He laid it all out. He laid the companies out, Eric exactly what LLC was, where those where the money came from. Uh, he shows the proof that it was coming from the, the foreign companies and foreign people while he was vice president. Um, we'll see where this goes. We'll see if there's any possible charges. And of course, we'll keep you posted. And now uh, the Santos guy is charged with 34 counts. He needs, to, he needs to quit. He does, but it's he the same thing. It's like, man, you have the entire weight of the government coming down on you because you're a lying yeah. jerk. Yeah, he is. And and, <laughs> and he's a Republican. He's 13 not a Democrat. Counts, he needs to quit. He needs to leave and... Um, we'll see where that goes. After all that segment, 
you know, sometimes you may want to relax a little bit. That's what we try to do, right, Eric? No. Why not? I would like the other stuff that makes you not relax. What do you want to do? Why? You I want to, get to all stop. Up? I'm not playing with you. If I, 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 I can't wait for our next guy to come on here because I. Well, got we've so got questions. Emily Williams. Emily. All right, next gal. Yes, Emily Williams is the general manager of Greenlight Dispensary. Look at I just came green. Look in at Ferguson. Yeah, it happens. Right. I need a like smoke that. machine too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lasers. Lasers, smoke machine. <laughs> we love it. No, we love Greenlight. I mean, if you're if you're talking marijuana, there's no better place to go than Greenlight. It's our Weed Wednesday segment with Emily Williams. Emily, good morning. So good to talk to you today. Good morning. Thank Hi. Hey, we've, morning. we've got a lot to talk about. We'll jump in. I thought one of the coolest things to do, if you don't mind if we start here, is what you guys have going on with the farmer's market. Because I started explaining this this morning and people are like, what, a farmer's market for weed? This is so damn cool. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, so yeah, that's going to be this upcoming weekend, Friday and Saturday, the 12th and the 13th. Um, it's going to be from 12 to 8. Um, on that Friday and Saturday. So, um, yeah, we open that the doors right at 12. Um, we have a, a line, but we have a great flow in here. You know, get you guys in and get you guys out with your products. And great time all around. Wow. What exact, What is, if you can break down, a Weed Wednesday? <laughs> I mean, not a weed, I bet a farmer's market, as we talk about. Okay. <laughs> um, we have a big space in the back. So we kind of have like a secret door in our secret door. Really notice it now, but we have a big old style slide, uh, and there's a cool tunnel that you walk through. I can't even a little bit, um, but the cool tunnel that you walk through kind of gives you that you know feel that you're going underground. A lot of people even think we're underground. We're not actually underground, but it see it gives that feel. Um, and when you get back there, it opens up to this big space, and we have eight vendors back there um, ready ready to sell to you guys. Um, and the vendors are actually selling themselves. So, you know, we have people back here. It could, it could be the CEO of a company. It could be the, the head grower, the head extraction tech. We've had a little bit of everybody back here from, from these different companies. And, um, yeah, you're, getting, you're just getting to talk to these people that are making the products. You know, um, there's a lot of education back there. There's a lot of details that go into this whole industry that sometimes don't get passed down to, you know, us at the retail aspect. So it's nice talking to the vendors in the back and being able to, you know, talk directly to them about the products that they're making. Oh, that is cool. That and is really cool. Too forgot to forgot to mention that. So it's everything's cheaper in the in the back that would normally be on our sales floor. So um, you're seeing the discounted deals back there for the weekend. So Lizzie and myself, we're not pot smokers, but I look like one, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> so, what is a pot smoke? Pot smokers are now. Eric, your everyday average people. Okay. What do you? What is a pot right. smoker? Well, well we, in, the, in our day, yeah. they looked a certain way. Yeah, they looked like Spicoli from uh, you know, you you guys wouldn't remember Spicoli. Uh, yeah, you guys it. are much younger yeah. than Eric and I, but, so you don't. <laughs> so Lizzie and I were talking. We're like, what would you start us out on? What would you say? Look, you guys are you guys are amateurs. Here's something that I think you guys would like to try. First of all, I would imagine you would ask, do you want to get really sleepy or do you want to be up or whatever it is? What would you recommend that we do first? Gummies. Um, fluid, liquid, or smoke a joint? Which one would you say? <laughs> so that's my favorite. Like first time, favorite. You really have to dive into it with them and see, you know, what are they looking for? Some people aren't into the smoking, so we'll go the edible route. Mm -hmm. Some people, you know, just don't want to get into that that whole thing. So edibles are the way to go. Um, some people now, an edible high is 
way different than a smoking high. Okay. Um, that's one thing that we really educate here on. You know, you're not going to have that same feel from smoking to taking the edibles. Okay. So, you know, that's that's where we start. What, what do you, where do you want to start? Um, you know, some people, edibles take a little bit to kick in. So some people will come in and they want instant relief. So um, we have products like tinctures that you take sublingually. They hit that main vein under your tongue. Um, and, you know, you have that faster relief than you would, you know, eating the edible and having to go through your whole system. Hmm. That the main the main question you know people starting out is where do you want to start you want to smoke you want to eat you want to drink we have drinks um, a little bit of everything here so um, you know we kind of roll with what the person themselves is looking for right it totally makes sense and by the way for all of our viewers and listeners that go to the green light stores we have a coupon for you it's a five dollar off coupon um, you can just download that you see it right there you can take a picture of it as well you can take that in and show them so that you can use five dollars off you can get some of the product you can learn uh, and go from that standpoint um, when it comes to what's happening with the product is there a better time of week uh, Emily, we're talking with the general manager, Emily Williams, of the Greenlight Store in Ferguson. Is there a better day in the week where you may have more product or product comes in, so to speak? Um, yeah, I would say, personally for us, and we're vertically integrated, um, I would say later on in the week. And I always tell people, like, have that menu tab on your phone. Always we get this stuff through the door, we're putting it on the menu. Oh, that's nice. a great idea. Yeah, and yes. we had some of the sound cutting out, but we're still getting the idea there. Yeah. Um, but that is, yeah, that's fantastic. You got the app. You have a, uh, an alert come up and says, we have some of the best blank bud in the shop right now. First 50 people get it or something like that. Is that kind of what you're saying? So what, what I'm saying is we have a we have online and like when stuff comes to the door, we mm -hmm. put stuff directly on the menu, like directly when we leave it in. So I tell people like make sure you have that tab on your on your phone and you know keep checking that menu every day because keep checking the menu every day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can you go online, whether you use the coupon or not, and order what you think you want, and then just come and just like say go into Schnucks or whatever grocery store you already have it in a bag and we can get it and leave. Ready to go, and we even have a drive-through here as well. And Berkeley. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's just like uh, it's just like Panera. You order it and send it in your bag. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I wonder. Could you see? I've got my Panera over here and my yeah. Starbucks Hell over here yes. and my gummies over yeah. here. And if you get a salad in the Panera bag, you don't know the difference sometimes. So you got to be go. real careful about what bag you put right. it in. Yeah, yeah. You, that would be rough. Yeah. And, and Emily, we're that. kind, and we love what we're doing. This gives us a chance to really break things down, have some good organic conversations i don't even know where you are but is there any way where you are right now and i know we didn't talk about where you have any product and you can show product on air to give people an idea of you know hey this is what you know your flower looks like yeah. this is what your gummy looks like mm -hmm. this is uh what drops look like anything from that standpoint you can leave and come back and whatever you have we're just curious to give people an idea and uh, we'll do our best with it. We were having some issues with the uh, connection. Like, we hear you great at one point, and then other times it'll, like, click in and click out. And that's just the internet service that happens. But if you could start showing some products and things, hell, you could even demonstrate if you want. How is she going to demonstrate it? <laughs> She's going to light it up. She will? <laughs> no. Yeah, I can show you. I have a flower, but it's probably the thing 
are most important, so I could run against the flower, but I'll just Oh, that's a bummer. We, okay, Emily, we couldn't hear. For whatever reason, our connection was not so great right there. Um, I was going to say, I could. Oh, oh now we, we hear go. you good. Yeah. Out here? Yes. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Now we hear you right. great. Okay. I'm in the underground space now anyway. So, oh, so. love the underground. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, I do have products sitting right here in front of me that I, you know, are going to be at the underground this weekend. So um, just some just some popular brands. So this is the, the Smokies. Um, and this is an edible brand that we carry here. Okay. Uh, they offer 100 milligram and 250 milligrams, so different dosing options. Um, and they will be at the underground this weekend. So here's a product, a little sneak peek of what something that'll be here. Okay. Um, what are, what are Smokies? Real quick, what are Smokies? Like so Smokies is um, an edible brand, um, and oh. so they're all basically how these are all broken down is they're broken down into ten you know, 10 pieces in each pack. Mm -hmm. And um, this one I have here is going to be about 10 milligrams uh, per piece, which is, you know, depending on the person could be a good starting dose. Some, some may need a little bit less. Um, what would but, those be? For, what would you use those for? I'm like, cause one of our listeners says, yeah, I've had those. I've tried them. Oh, nice. So these are, these are going to be a sativa. So these have more of an uplifting feel to them. Eric, so there you go. That's what you wanted, Eric, it is. is the uplifting. Before, not the he, before he gets on stage to play. Well, no. Okay. Can you explain sativa? Is it something where it's like you take it five minutes before you work out and you have uh, unlimited energy or how does it work? Well, that's what a lot of people think. So at the at the end of the day, sativa hybrid and indica really just tells you the shape like of the plant at the end of the day. But, you know, certain shapes and, you know, that fall in under the indica sativa hybrid, they do certain things because um, they have certain terpenes, which is a whole nother a whole nother deal. Um, with the, the educating route with this mm -hmm. um but it's basically they do they have terpenes in each specific strain that do certain things so they'll give you so for example i'll use limonene so limonene is very common you'll see in sativa strains mm -hmm. and um you, do you guys know like essential oils yes. yes yes same concept so essential oils are natural you know flavorings and you know um smells that do certain things so lavender calms you down so um, that come, lavender is associated with linalool. So linalool, mm -hmm. um, you'll find in some flower strains, and those will have more relaxing. Um, limonene, you'll find in sativas, and that'll have more of an uplifting feel. But like I was saying earlier, a lot of people think that sativas are going to give you, it's like an energy drink. It yes. gets you up going. But it's more of like a, a heady, like in your mind, you know, you're focused. Um, it's more of like a heady high is the best way to describe it. Um, you know, you're ready to go. You're ready to conquer the day. Um, it doesn't necessarily give you energy where you're going to want to get up and moving around. Some strains do, but um, that's what I like to educate people on too. Sativas, you know, they have more of an uplifting feel um, compared to like that energizing, like running around, get you going like an energy, energy drink would. Yeah. So maybe like somebody that can't focus on doing some work or something, would you recommend that for that? Interesting. I would recommend, yeah, some strains. Um, you know, there's a, there's a terpene called pining. And that, you know, it's find, found in uh, pine trees and things like that. Mm -hmm. And that, that smell has, like, if you ever smell something like piney, it has, it, you get, like, somewhat focused. So, like, I'd, I'd roll with somebody, I'd, you know, tell them to roll with something with, like, high pining levels if they wanted to, you know, have that focus feel. But there's there's so much to it, but that's what we're here for. Um, you know, we have papers and everything that we could send home with people on terpenes, Um it's a whole. It's a whole science. It's a, it's really awesome, though. So Emily, if say Eric and I who have never taken anything, so say if we took some gummies 
at the beginning of the show, which is two hours, uh-huh. would we be, okay, so if we took it maybe right before the show, and then mm-hmm. by the end of the show, would Eric and I be acting different? There we go. Like, so would, would everybody be able to notice us acting different? different? Yeah, so it, it depends on the person. So yeah. uh, crazy thing is, like, we, I, I know a lot of people that don't feel edibles. There's a lot of factors that play into actually feeling the edible and it breaking down through your system. Oh, I did. Uh, so so yeah so a big factor is like what you eat that day so if you like came in in the morning you didn't have breakfast you Mm -hmm. ate an edible um that edible has nothing to bind to to go through your system so thc binds to fat so if you don't eat anything or you have you go on an empty stomach it's kind of like the opposite of alcohol um you know an empty stomach alcohol hits you a little bit faster um edibles it's the opposite you need something for that thc to bind through to move to your system so Uh. we recommend no, it doesn't have to be a big fatty meal, but we recommend, um, you know, eating something with it mm-hmm. and then you'll probably feel the effects, but not everybody feels edibles and some people need higher doses. Um, you know, it depends on your metabolism, your liver enzymes, you know, like I said, what you ate that day, there's a lot of factors. So I can't say what you would feel like by the end of the show. It is a learning process, but you know, some, and one of you may be feeling really good and the other one may not be feeling anything. Right. So. Uh, it is a kind of, a, there's a learning curve there. Interesting. Do you have, uh, we're talking with Emily Williams. You're fantastic, by the way, Emily, with Greenlight. And it's what you get with the general managers at all the stores that they have. Um, it's why they're so big. They're so great. They teach us. You're going to get educated correctly. You can you can give them a call in advance. You can ask. You can learn. You can go in. I mean, that's the best way to do it. Um, once again, we have a coupon for people that they can download and take in with them. You get a discount off your first price. It also lets them know that you heard about them from Cancel This at the same point in time. Um, some <laughs> The other thing that I... Do you have other products there? I love your, your walking and showing us the stuff, Emily. You've really gone with it. Brown space uh, back here. Oh yeah, and what? Okay, you guys, it's 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 so big there in Fergus. It looks like you had a pretty big place. Mm-hmm. Um, from that standpoint, um, what is your most popular product right now? What are people coming in, and why do they use whatever they're using? Flower, flower is definitely the most popular product here um, at the Ferguson location. Um, we, you know, when we get it in, like I said, it goes directly on the menu, and it's gone within a few hours. Is sometime. that because it's faster acting than a gummy? Yeah, um, it, it's it's just what people know. It's you know what classic. I mean? Like it's yeah. it's it's something that people know and they're comfortable with, and um, you know they could just take it home and they could roll a joint, they could pack their bowl. You know, a lot of people don't need that education aspect, so a lot of people kind of just know what to do with that. So I think that's why it's most popular, and it's just what people know when they think of you know cannabis. Yeah. I love Are this. Are you talking yeah. about an actual flower for somebody that's done no, with this? No, or, the, let no. Me go, let me go grab something. I'll go grab. Hey, by the way, your walking tour is amazing. If this doesn't work out, the arch needs you or something down there because your walking tour is amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's a good tour guide. It. Good. I'm glad. No, it's it's so cool and like I said earlier, the the organic side. Um are there still products like weed brownies that People like green light cells, or is that something more of a home baked situation? So, the, um, green light themselves don't do. We don't do brownies or anything. Uh, we do do goodies. We call it green light goodies. So they're oh. like cereal treats. Um, so we have fruity pebbles. We have um, cocoa pebbles, uh, Trixies, um, and those are very popular here. Edible wise. Those all sound. What about good. dog treats? <laughs> oh yeah, dog treats. <laughs> some, of, some of our stores carry um, like CBD dog treats. We don't have them here at um, Ferguson, unfortunately. We just have the we just have the good old dog treats for the doggies. But yeah, um, 
And that works, Eric, because we give our dogs. Now, I've never taken it, but mm-hmm. I give it to my dogs yeah. f- when the 4th of July is here. Because yeah. they get all, and it works. Like it, they're just totally laying there. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? And they can watch the fireworks <laughs> instead of cry. So it that, works. It's more, It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it, no, man. Okay, what do you have here? So this is our one of our green light jars. Um, so green, like I said, we were saying earlier, um, we're vertically integrated. So we have our own flower brand. Um, so this right here is called the Chem Driver. Okay. It's one of our um, platinum tiers. Mm. So this is we're almost out of this right now. Um, so I was able to grab a jar though. Um, but like I said, this is three point five grams, um, and this is going for forty dollars here. Not bad. Uh, so this is uh, very popular. The green light brand specifically. Will that um, last me a whole weekend if I just wanted, you know? <laughs> yeah i hope that does yeah i don't know i mean i, I mean look at that eric yeah. <laughs> that gives you an idea no that's okay that's that's fantastic that you show us from that standpoint as well do you have um other products and why people would use what they're using that you're still there and you've already done so much i just was curious i'm trying to get as much as i can yeah no you're all good so um i'll show you another another option we have here so shake Mm. is really really big so another flower product but it's basically um you know ground down ready to roll so you don't have to do all that grinding it's great great for people for like arthritis and people that just don't have you know can't really grind up or break it down themselves so it's already ground up as you can see it's just kind of moving around in there um but this is five grams and this is by the um the illicit brand here so just another brand that we carry um, within green light um, that you'll find throughout Missouri. Um, but this is just another, you know, popular product. We, Greenlight has our own shake. We're out of it right now. Um, uh, but we do half ounces of shake for, um, for half ounces. So 14 grams for $60. How do you, uh, how do you deal with shake that powder? How do you intake that? So, um, a lot of people roll, they'll just, you know, uh-huh. pack it in some cones. We have, we have plenty of accessories and, um, you know, things that you could roll with here. Um, bowls, pipes, um, I'd say probably glass is the easiest. You just kind of pack it in a bowl and light, you know, put the, put the flame to it and you're good to go. That is interesting. So again, for a dumb person, meaning me, no one else, you take that white powder that you had and you can actually make it in your morning shake. So, well, so this, well, this here is actually flour, but we, there are products that you could infuse like directly into food. This right, that, 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 what I just showed you was ground up flour. So that's a smokable form, Got but it. you have plenty of products that you could infuse like smoothies, your food, um, so many, so many products in here that you could kind of do it yourself at home and get your own edibles. How did you get into this? Because you're absolutely brilliant on the yeah. subject knowledge and you're extremely well-spoken. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I actually started, it's crazy, almost five years ago, I started out in the Pennsylvania industry um, uh, as an assistant manager for a different company. Um, but uh, it was only medical out there and it was a little bit different um, to kind of move up in, within companies out there. Um, you had to be a pharmacist or a um, doctor or like PA along those lines. So there really wasn't really much room for me to grow within the cannabis industry back in Pennsylvania. So I just started looking around and I fell here uh, with green light. So happy to be here almost almost three years. Actually, you're so. a you're a pioneer. A hundred years from now, you'll be known as one of the first people to be in this industry. Isn't that crazy <laughs> to right. think about? It, that was like my like when I first you know wanted to get in the industry. I'm like, now's the time to do it. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Oversaturated, and you know the craziness starts. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. But so so years. there's people on the line there go. I'm so lost. I would need a degree to understand this. And you're right. And that's part of the fun. Like as a as a as a musician. 
I don't I don't know everything about every bass, but it's fun to learn about yes. every instrument and so how they it, can help yes. you. So you, that's why I guess the, the, it comes full circle. Lizzie and I are completely numb nuts when it comes to this. For sure, we would like to learn the basics, and then you learn the intermediate, and then you go hog wild crazy. Like here's what you pack to go to Lake of the Ozarks, kind of expert. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. That's where. <laughs> so I, I totally see what our listeners are saying on the chat line. I get it, but it's kind of fun the ex- exploration of this stuff. It is. It's super cool. And like I say, like I'm, I will never call my myself an expert in this field. Um, there's research being done every day, and we're always learning. So yeah, um, and you, and you can go to our website at canceltheshow.com. Go to the partners page. Click on partners. You'll see it. Greenlight Dispensaries. You can also go to greenlightdispensary.com. Greenlightdispensary.com. They have a terrific video, a really good web page. They explain uh, the cannabis experience, the culture. I mean, you'll see it right on the front page. Um, they, they show you the, the flowers, the innovation, how this all can work mm-hmm. for you. And that's one of the things. This has become a massive industry. We told people that in 2022, more people spent money on marijuana than they did beer and chocolate and whoever thought we would have gotten to that and right now at least as of a month ago missouri was on record or at least on pace to set a record of all the new states that became legal to sell it for total sales so and green light is becoming popular. very and green branded lead, yeah yes. they're, they're, they're branded the now because you know the logo it's one of the places that you're going out if i'm going to do it that's you guys are becoming known as I don't know, the Anheuser-Busch of St. Louis pot. I guess that's a bad example. Yeah, don't use that. (laughs) Or whatever. But you know what I'm saying. The Emo's Pizza. You're the guys who are the Emo's Pizza. Oh, don't use that example. What's wrong with that example? Are you high? Are you high? Oh, my God. I can't believe I just said that. But you got anyway, it's a compliment. You guys are really doing a good job getting noticed out there. And, and Emily, do you look for employees or what do you look for in employees? We have a couple people that were asking me on the chat line. And also how, how do you to get learn. hired and how do you, yes, and how do you learn? Yeah, so one thing I tell people is like the first question I ask, customer service, because um, that's really the biggest thing here. Um, a lot of the knowledge comes with being through when you're actually in these doors and, you know, you have these products in hand. Um that's what I tell people when I'm, you know, when I'm interviewing, you know, don't get, don't get nervous if you're not an expert. Like I said, there's no experts in this field, but it's, um, just bring in a resume is what I tell people. Um, you know, customer service background is obviously a big thing because we're you know, dealing with the public, um, every day yeah. and mm-hmm. here we green light, we pride ourselves on our customer service, um, you know, aspect here um but just bringing a resume um and you just got to start um i had no i had no experience getting into the industry and i was brought in as an assistant manager you know what i mean so these companies are looking just for people that are ready to learn um you know you're ready to run around because it is a fast-paced um industry you know it is a industry so if you're ready to run around ready to learn and um you're ready to you know help people Bring a resume. You know what's it's cool about this? You could also go in and talk to a bud tender, well, too, it, and just start the conversation. Well, that's very true. But it's like, this is one of those, It's this is not a job where you go to Amazon and you go, I can't, okay, let me do my time here and take some boxes off and up. This is a passion-filled industry, and it's a passion-filled company, and you look forward to waking up going to these kind of places. So I totally recommend, if you're into this and it's your passion, man... Go look for look go look for a job in this industry. Great industry to be in. Yeah, one hundred percent. Anything else that you'd like to tell us about your Ferguson store, or anything that um, that viewers and listeners would um, 
I don't know, do well with in knowing outside of things that you've talked about? Just want to make sure that we get everything covered. Yeah, so just again about our uh, underground event. It's uh, a monthly event we put on the second weekend of every month. Um, so that second weekend, Friday and Saturday from 12 to 8. Um, it's a great time back here. We have a food truck. We have a DJ. I definitely recommend coming and checking it out this weekend. Um, and then, yeah, just, you know, all of our other locations. We have this one in Ferguson, one in Berkeley by the airport, uh, one down in the corner of Chippewa and Watson. And we're about to open our fourth location um, over in Rock Hill on Manchester Road. Um, so, yeah, come check us out. Um, like I said, and I think you guys mentioned earlier, or maybe it was the last episode, uh, we do the $49 uh, med cards. So if anybody's yes. in- Good point. Yeah. Um, we do do the, we could help you with that whole process. Um, we have a woman here named Jay and she's here at the Ferguson location on Mondays and Tuesdays and at the Berkeley location on Wednesdays and Thursdays. And she will help you. She's awesome. She will help you with that. The whole process. Nice. Can you explain to people again why they need the med card? So the med card is great to have. Um, there's a few different reasons. Um, my biggest, you know, thing that I preach about is the, um, the protections. Um, so there's workplace protections, uh, parental protections, work, um, you know, home protections, like renting protections. Um, and then the tax rate um, will be a little bit lower uh, for medical patients. And we also do um, the daily deals uh, for medical patients as well. All right. Emily Williams, the general manager from the Greenlight Dispensary, Ferguson location. Uh, we can't wait to get you back on again. Uh, you, you're fantastic. And people, if they have questions, they can just call you too there, right? Absolutely. My name, like I said, you guys know my name's Emily and uh, I love I love questions. So come on in. All right. You rock, Emily. We appreciate it. Have an awesome Thanks, Emily. day. Emily, you're great. Emily Williams from Greenlight general manager yeah. she's the general manager of the green light store in ferguson she is great when she literally changed my mind on how to look at it being a person that i was an educator i would never have done pot but then now seeing cancer and what chemotherapy does to people and yeah. all of that and big pharma my eyes are looking different even my kids and i are like yeah i would rather take a gummy oh yeah than a pill yeah we're, it's, we're in the era of Pharma bad, natural yes, good. Absolutely. And there are some people's eyes opening up, especially with the, there are. Like, with the, what, the cupcake scenario and stuff Correct. that happened to a lot yes, of people. Yes, I think that's what opened up almost everything. Yeah, I'm seeing eyes. a lot of people that said, I wish I would have never done the cupcake now. And yeah. that were very into the cupcake. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and people like myself who are like, man, I'm not into po- smoking pot. I, that's not really my thing. Now are looking at it because it does meet certain needs outside of what you remember Spicoli being back, back in uh, Fast Times <laughs> at Richmond High. Right, because that was right? always my impression of it. Amen. Always. Exactly, yes. exactly. And by the way, you can check out more about Greenlight and what they got. You can contact them as well. You can go to cancelthisshow.com. Once again, cancelthisshow.com. We have more going on with them from the standpoint of um, interviews. And we just started calling our Weed Wednesday. It's our Weed, weed Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Why not? There you go. Yeah. Why not? I like it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> gummy Thursday. Get your yeah. gum, gummy Thursday. <laughs> I do think that would be a very good thing, Eric, for you and I and Tab said before yeah. she left. Yeah. We could take it beforehand, maybe eat a waffle so mm-hmm. that we have something on our stomach or whatever yeah. and see what happens. I, here's the thing. Uh, and it, it was a, a few years ago and I ended up doing a news story. So I was like, you know, I'm going to try one of the gummies because I'm mm-hmm. going to do a news story this next week. So I want to know about it. 
It was a, all I remember, it was an AFC championship football game. Mm-hmm. And I, we had, you know, it was like a big, I mean, there was a big, so she's right. I ate a bunch of food and I took one and yeah. I was, it had to be an Indica. It had to be. Why? Because I was more relaxed than I've ever been in my entire life. And I did not care that the New England Patriots just beat the Chiefs <laughs> on a, a bad call. There was. A, I just remember that a I Patriot, know the game. A Patriot guy jumped <laughs> off the sides and they didn't call it. Oh yeah. And I'm just like, and I despised the Patriots. And you know what? The Patriots won. And I was like, that's all right. You know what? They're human beings yeah. too. It's they get, all right. They need love. You know, I kind of like their unis. Yes. Well, do you think Tabitha, by the end of the show, and I'm talking about myself too, but either one of us by the end of the show, we yeah. would really go. Oh, Biden, we don't really care he's keeping the border open or all that. Ooh, what a great experiment. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you, we should do this. Okay. We need things to bring us okay. all together. All right. Right. Not oh, divide yeah. us anymore. I, I think Tabitha is a closet pot smoker. She I think swears she she's not. I think she is. She well, doesn't say it to anybody, but she's got that personality. You think so? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, which well, isn't a bad thing, by no, the way. No, but we all thing. need to do it, I think. I think it would be really great. Or yeah. if I'm on the floor, just yeah. leave me there, I guess. you know. Yeah. Um, by the way, coming up tomorrow, because we talk about things that are natural, things that are not. Um, at 8.30, um, we've got Vance Crow coming into studio, and I think he's going to blow you guys away. He has a podcast. And the thing that I really love about Vance after speaking to him is the fact that um, you know, he's right on the end of the millennial age, like just turned 40. Okay. Uh, Monsanto paid him a lot of money to travel the country to win over other millennials. This was years ago. Wait a minute, wait a minute. That could go both ways. Well, let me, let me finish. Okay. And then we'll break that down. To win millennials over when it came to the whole pesticide debate. Okay. What is good? What's what the, what's isn't? the debate? Well, he's going to break, and that's what my question was. Yeah. And he'll break it down. Do you go back to doing things how you did before? Or do you do things how you're doing now? And it's, and, and he has taken every kind of question you can imagine. That's um, great. And then he's going to talk to us about why these egg prices are going up and down and all around. I will say this. Okay, not to sound like I had a uh, org. I, I thought I'm going to splurge and buy one of these organic bananas that I always see. It wasn't better than the processed bananas. Well, it's I, not bananas. Normal. No, because you just peel it was it off horrible. And you eat it was horrible stuff. because because the ones that you get in the store are genetically modified for taste and everything. Yeah, so, they're, they're exactly. damn good. Yeah, they're good, but you, what they're doing to you with all the pesticides and all the toxins that are in them. I mean, I don't know if the trade-off's good. I'd rather eat hmm. something that doesn't have great flavor, but it's good for me, rather than something that's going to poison me. Right. Like you got to make sure you take those vegetables and all that fruit, too, and like clean them and clean them and clean them before you eat them. Yeah, So, and he'll break that down. Also, how Monsanto and, um, um, oh, the, uh, who did I tell you? Love them. Uh, Something tip my tongue. The psychologist, the Canadian psychologist. Um Guys, help me out. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, well, it's not Sigmund. Jonathan. Jordan Phoenix. Jo- Jordan. No, not, no, no, not Jordan Phoenix. Not Jesus Jordan Phoenix. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Sorry. Peterson. He's wonderful. Love Jordan, that guy. And Jordan has now teamed up with Monsanto. 
I remember you saying that yesterday. yesterday. Yes. So he'll he'll explain that how he's explaining things that are going around around the world. Also, what's happening with our um, cattle industry? It's not where it once was. So uh, very good to talk about our ag industries where farmers are. He's yes. an expert in farms. Um, just he'll be a terrific guest at eight thirty. Look forward to some of the questions that we'll get from that standpoint as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, Monsanto. You figure that, that you're trying to feed hundreds of millions of people. You mm-hmm. need pesticides yeah. to keep the damn pests off the the fruit. You know, I think that the trade off here would be a little transparency in what happens. Correct. And well, how, and that's why I don't want to. You know, I don't want to give it all right now. I have, yeah, yeah. but it did make me start to think. Wow, I'll tell you a disgusting thing. Now that I remember it, but uh, back in high school. I went down to Georgia where my grandmother lived and I remember going to the like the, not a farmers market but it was not a schnooks either it was something else and and picking up the red apples and seeing the white chemical still on the apple okay oh wow and that's how it used to be back in the day. Yeah, it was. And how many people, maybe maybe the smart ones took it and washed it off and did all that stuff. But how many people just bit right into that? Oh, I've been into many of apples. You know what I mean? I didn't mm-hmm. wash off. Ah, strawberries. Yeah. And the grapes. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, I saw a video too with strawberries that you should use water, some apple... Uh, dish soap, Vi- vinegar, apple, apple cider vinegar, vinegar, apple yes, cider vinegar, and you leave it in for like two minutes, and then you take the strawberries out and you see what is left oh, behind. It's really dirty. I've done that once since I saw that video, and I'm like, I probably have so much dirt in me because I'm so bad about. Are we in an era up. where the government is going to have to say, yeah, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s? If you were born in that era, you're kind of screwed a little bit yeah. with all the stuff that we didn't know, but we because you know, in reality, did they did they really know about the toxic stuff they were putting into us? They just knew that they were putting certain chemicals on things. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh wow! I am literally. Just, Jeannie says she peels all of her fruits. Fascinating. Because we're always told the peel is where the vitamins are. Anyway. I remember being right. told at how you guys are safe. There's nothing to worry about over right. there. Right. A little dirt never hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. dirt Five never hurt. Five second work. Yeah. yeah. The kids used to f- swim around in the ponds over there in the in the quarry. And that was completely yeah. radioactive. For sure. And the aquadome. You guys don't remember oh any God. of the good stuff, by oh the God. way. Mm-hmm. You remember the aquadome? I remember the aquadome. Oh, I've been there a time or two. Um, we, yeah. would, we should have killed ourselves Thank God so I many times. <laughs> I know I should have. I know. Climbing a dilapidated water towers in the middle of the night <laughs> that were that had radioactive And for goos. those who haven't, you really missed out. Yeah, you really did. Yeah. And With our the, friend, Kim Haverilla. She would walk. Just yeah. Walk. And by the way, before we get into tomorrow's show, as Jeannie said, yes, it's the skin is where the vitamins are in fruit, but it's also where all the poison is yeah, as well. It's a trade-off. Oh. But we'll get into it all tomorrow. <laughs> Can't wait for that guest, Vance Crow, tomorrow. Um, this is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. It was May 10th episode. Um, we thank you for listening. We thank you for sharing, joining, uh, donating, hooking us up with advertisers, you name it. Uh, Projo on the boards today. We've got Lizzie Sparks taking care of the chat line on multiple different platforms. Eric Johnson, Tab of the Hassle, took off a little early. She's got a work deal. We'll be back with her tomorrow. And I'm Vic Faust. Guys, have an awesome day. And thanks uh, for joining us for CancelThisShow.com.